Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. My sincerest apologies for not posting a podcast last week. That will never happen again, even if it's just me talking. Today's guest, Jay Larson. Go to BurtBurtBurt.com, tour dates, murdered up machine shirts, pre-order my book. This is The BurtCast. Kreischer. Kreischer. I think we're recording. Yeah, we're officially recording. So um, so when uh, when a kid poops, it's fucking hilarious, because it literally is... Um, 15 minutes of them trying to figure out how to get it out of their body into a bowl or into a, it's really into a bucket. What do you mean? They get when like who kids, like little kids. But what do you mean into a bowl? They're not really thinking about that. Yeah. They don't just think, Oh, let me just poop this out the back end. <laughs> no, <laughs> it is. So <laughs> they know fucking, it's going somewhere. It is so complex that they literally just, um, it's going to be me in, in March. You know, are you, are you pregnant now? Yeah. Nice. I mean, what, I'm not, but do you know what you're having? Yeah. What? Come on, bro. We're in the man cave. What do you think we're having? <laughs> you're having a boy. Dude, yeah, of course. <laughs> I got two fucking girls. Are you going to tell me what that ball is at some point? What is it? Is it anything good? Let me see it. Uh, no, it's nothing good. Nah, it's nothing good. No. Um, my dad got me a ball signed by uh, Vita Blue. Dude, Vita Blue, bro. <laughs> yeah, but like what? <laughs> yeah, but it's still cool, man. I don't even remember him. Yeah, me either. Raleigh, like, Raleigh Fingers, I would have been like... Or like uh, Quisenberry. Not Quisenberry. Yeah, dude, the Q. For the guy that threw sidearm for sidearm, the Side Dan Quisenberry Fuck, is my yeah, favorite, Yeah, Dan Quisenberry. Man. I'd be excited. Um, even the dude that was on Flipper. Do you remember that guy? First of all, if you ever met him, whoever this is, and you'd be yeah. like, dude, I loved you on Flipper. He's going to be like, you know what? Go fuck yourself, dude. <laughs> That's the worst you could say to... That's like going to Don Drysdale and be like, hey, man, I just want to say I, I loved you been, on the Brady Bunch. I think man. it might have been Don Drysdale. It was either that or the black dude. It could pitch for the Cardinals. Oh, that's real nice. That's real. <laughs> dude, who is saying the black dude that pitched for the Cardinals? I know who you're talking about. Clemens? No. No, uh, like Bob Clemens? What was his maybe. name? Maybe. Oh, fuck. Bob Feller? No. Ooh. Hello? What, what now? you just taking calls? No, it's fr- I, Frosty was calling me. Um. So, yeah. <sighs> no, uh, I forget his name. It'll come to me. Uh, you know what I've been doing lately? Mm-hmm. I tape my dreams every morning. And I tape them. You, I, yeah, you I, recite I, them? No, no. I call Doug Benson's answering machine. Uh-huh. And I leave my dreams to Doug Benson on his answering machine. Oh, my God. Every fucking morning. <laughs> and then he gets baked, and he listens to him? And then he, listens, and then he puts them up on this like mini pot. He does, Doug, Doug loves minis. And he puts them up at the end. But the, uh, what's happened is my dreaming has gotten so fucking intense. Like it's gotten so intense because now I'm I'm actively Focusing dreaming. It, yeah. yeah, it's and it's and I uh, it's insane. The dreams I have now are fucking bizarre as shit because I almost it's almost like uh, the fact that you're reciting them or putting them down or mm-hmm. or you, you. I wake up and I go, gotta remember that fucking yeah, dream. and you're clear about it. And yeah, you get more detail in. But I love that it's coming through your fucked up head onto paper. Onto that psychopath's voicemail, yeah. and then his weed brain listens to it and then interprets it. That's like six degrees of like craziness. It's it's gotten so much fucking fun because now I'm every morning I get excited. The dream I had last night, if I didn't tape it, was I was testing out new armor for the NFL, and so they were. <laughs> but it was like it was like RoboCop shit. You probably could do this. I I probably could actually. That is in my wheelhouse, and so it is a job I could have had. Yeah. But so I'm I'm testing out armor for uh, the new NFL, and it's really hardcore. 
And they're like, trust me, this stuff's awesome. So I go to take my first hit. And it's not like Ray Lewis, but it's a guy like Ray yeah. Lewis. And it's, but it's the Cowboys. Black guy. It's the Cowboys. All, it's the, all Cowboys gear. So it's all locked down with the Cowboys. And it looks badass. And I hit the first dude. And I just be and, I, and, the, and everyone's like, holy shit. And I'm like, what? And I'm standing. And they're like, you turned him into ink squid. Oh, my <laughs> and God. I was like, what? And I looked. And there's squid, ink squid all over my feet. And I was like, this shit's badass. But, um, but yeah, so I've been doing that. What, what, what were we talking about before that? Though. Squid ink? No. Um, you said ink squid. Squ- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, before that, though, we were talking about the black dude from the Cardinals, you having a boy, Bob, me having Bob girls. Lemon. Is that it? I don't know. I'll remember it. That's what I'm it is. I've a baseball is, card in is my head. when you remember something, when you've been thinking about something for like a long time, mm-hmm. and then finally you're like, you're like, the fuck is that thing? And then all of a sudden it comes to you. It's the greatest feeling oh, in the world. It's a great relief, man. That's Dude. what our lives used to be like. What? When we would actually know things. Yeah. Because you were about to look it up on the phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's and all you we just do. Get, you get that instant gratification. Oh, man. I think phones... Have you tried texting with your left thumb recently? Like just texting with your left thumb as opposed to your right thumb? I always text with my left. Are you left-handed? No, I'm right-handed. Wait, when you text people, you don't use your right hand? Like this, do you have an iPhone? Actually, no. Yeah, I have an iPhone. Yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm, still, I'm pretty good with my left, though, bro. No, I'm really fucking bad with my left. But it's like when you uh, when you break your right hand, you got to do everything with your left hand. Mm-hmm. But I'm having carpal tunnel in my right hand now. I broke my right hand just for that when I was eight. I'm like, break it. I'm just like, do it. <laughs> got a kid with a Hot fucking core, hammer. Bro. Listen, break that hand, kid. You want to play in the NBA? Work the left. That's a hardcore dad. The kid just like all he he won't work the left. Break his goddamn hand. <laughs> fucking boom. That was, you know there was a there was a dad when we were growing up. A soccer dad mm-hmm. who um, who tied his kids' hands around his arms arms around his waist with a belt because the kid what kept wanting to use hand go balls f- and he yeah so he put a belt around the kid's arms so his arms stayed down. <laughs> Fucking kid, ran- kid won a gold medal, man. Uh, Eric Nupple, Kurt Nupple, Kurt Nupple was the kid. Did he go on to did- be like a stud in soccer? No, he's like a doctor now or something. Yeah, his dad was a big doctor. His dad smoked cigars and pipes well before. Like that was my first introductions. To, he would do it at your games and stuff uh, in the house. Like his office smelled oh, like yeah, cigars dude. and pipes. And we had Mister Cephalo doing that next door. Really, old guy. He'd like limp around his house. You know, like guy like in the summer times wearing pants and a jacket because he's so old. Yeah, and he just stop every ten feet to like pack his pipe and smoke, and it smelled so fucking good. I don't. Do you think those adults horrible exist still? Nah, I mean, there's some people smoking a pipe and but cigar. There are guys that smoke cigars. I have buddies that are like, do you want to smoke a cigar? I'm like, ah, I'll smoke a cigar every now and then. I get fucking asthma after I smoke a cigar. Oh, really? Yeah, like, like if I smoke a cigar, if I light a fire in the backyard, I get asthma the next day. Oh man, see how it's a tough life, dude. You know what I mean? You get the man cave and then like the fire out back and the <laughs> cigar up. and maybe a nice glass of red. Wait, did you do stand up when they could smoke in clubs? I still do the St. Louis Funny Bone. If anyone's out there in St. Louis. Best club, one of the best clubs in America, St. Louis Funny Bone. They still have smoking inside. Seriously? Yeah, they have smoking shows. DC Improv I did when they had a smoking section. It I... had a smoking section. Wait, I don't think I did DC when they smoked. I did it in like 2004 or five. I must have been, I must have been doing it then. Yeah, Maybe they not. had a smoking section. It was, you know, where you from the green room, you walk down the side. It was before they put that wall in, so you'd be right up against people. That yeah. left stage, left little section was all was a smoking section. You know what? I think I do. I remember Texas was big smoking. I would imagine, dude. Did you ever do the last stop? 
No. I've never done Texas. Oh, really? Austin. Austin's the only Texas place Texas is a big podcast market. Oh, really? I guarantee you guys are huge in Texas. What's up? What's up, Texas? You get your number, do you get your numbers on whatchamacallit? Yeah. Or did I'd rather not share them, bro. <laughs> nice I don't want to make you feel... You know what I mean? I don't want to... <laughs> hey, I fucking... I get... The most emails I get is about uh, Fuck the Crab Feast. Really? Oh, yeah. Still. Still Well, I mean, day. it was we had a great episode with you, man. It's a really good episode. And we didn't even <laughs> fucking gossip. We just talked. That's all. I mean, what else? And why would we gossip? Everyone always hits Fuck. us up and is like, when are we going to get Sickle and Kreischer on? The, and Pete Holmes, they all want to get the three of you guys together. It's because with those uh, those last... My, uh, I won't talk about it. My laugh's been fucking... Uh, like, I, I'm becoming self-conscious of my laugh. Yeah, I hear you. I think you, Pete, and Rye all probably go through that shit. Yeah, because it's like... Because it's genuine. Yeah. And it's genuine, and I don't know it until someone points it out. Yeah. And then, and then once someone points it out, you're like, well, fuck. It's like... Do you remember Stand Up 101? Not Stand Up 101 like we took a class, but like Stand Up 101 is never makes fun of someone's laugh. You got a fucking in weird laugher in the back. Yeah, you got to never make fun of their laugh. If anything, you'd be like, dude, loving that laugh. I love then. your fucking laugh. Yeah, because yeah, you want the laughs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it's like the second I laugh now, I listen to people mimic it. Like I'll laugh on stage sometimes, mm-hmm. and people mimic my laugh to go, ee, ee. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, now I don't want to fucking laugh. Yeah, man. Ah, oh, look at poor Bert. I know, but you, but you, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about because I got this with my accent for having a Boston accent, and then it'd be in and it'd be out, and I used to have to tell people like, "What do you want from me?" You yeah. know what I mean? There are certain words that I hear coming in my head, and I see them ahead of time, and I see them and hear them in a Boston accent because that's where I'm from. And there's yeah. other times when I'm drunk, it comes out more. When I'm excited, it comes out. Sometimes when I'm like, you know, other times it doesn't come out, and people are like, "Oh, is it?" I mean, I remember. Way back, people like it's fake. He's got this fake accent. I was like, why would I ever, yeah, do that? You know what I mean? And you're just like, uh, all right. And it's just like you, it makes you start thinking about it, and then you're like, you don't want to do it anymore. You know what I mean? You're like, well, I just, and then you're like, no, that's like who I am. I just don't want to, you know. I can't you imagine. obsess about it because it's like it, you're really in the like, you know, you're in the middle of it. And when you get lost in those moments, like like when you go up on stage, your energy's up. Like I can get myself to laugh still. At the same story I tell, if it's something that I find funny in it, like like I've laughed during the machine story a number of times. Like uh, like I, one time I told this, I'm telling the story, and I'm I always try to switch it up a little bit, and I'm because I I've, I've tell it every fucking show, yeah, every fucking show. So I, I switch it up a little bit, and I said the reason I stayed in that class was number one, it wasn't noon, and number two, the teacher was hot, mm-hmm. and then I said. He definitely worked out, <laughs> and, I, and I started laughing just at that. Yeah, but I start laughing fucking hysterically, and I'm like, it's a great moment that I enjoy doing my own fucking act. Yeah, man, you should. It doesn't. People enjoy. You know, everyone's hate is gonna hate, man. Play is gonna play. That's there my are people favorite that, saying. There are people that fucking that their job is to hate. They get yeah. energy out of hating. Yeah, they just want and they want to find something, and then people usually f- fuel it, man. You know, I mean, people fuel off. It's it's a horrible thing, dude. There's there's comics that will go out, and I'm not like I'm not naming names. I'm not picking on people, and I'm not saying we'll get to that. In I'm a not minute. saying that what you're doing is look. What you do is what you do. I don't mean to hate on your hating. Mm-hmm. There are comics that love fighting on the internet. Oh yeah, and look for it, and like people say something, and they retweet it, and tell everyone, "Hey, fuck, let's." Th- yeah. This is how you get me, guys. You want my attention? This is how you get it. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll, 
I won't say it because some people say the drama in fucking podcasts. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a part of it at all, bro. I had a friend. I see I it. A, I back away. I'm, I don't like it. I, mean, I find drama in my own world just with interactions with human beings because you know that's what I want to do. I had a friend that we are is a mutual friend of ours, mm-hmm. um, who was like, "Hey, listen, uh, I've got a couple. I got a tweet from someone saying I was an asshole to you and another guy mm-hmm. uh, that you said this on a podcast or something." And I actually have said nothing negative about this person ever. In fact, complimented them to the fucking T. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I've complimented them up and down aggressively. I'll tell you who it is when I get done. When we're oh, done. I can't wait. Now but I'll, I'll tell you right surprised. now. I'll tell you right now. Go ahead. Oh, really? Yeah. And so, and I was like, I was like, no, actually, not, that's. How many people out there hate us right now? Uh, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I don't even want to start the drama that that person. And I wrote back and I said, you know, most of the time when I get those those tweets, I assume I've always assumed it's a comic trolling. Yeah, it's a comic who created account who's trolling oh, yeah, to yeah. fucking ruin your day because they're having a shitty day. Well, just for everyone else listening who aren't comedians, people think that comedians aren't insecure because we're up on stage in front of a group of people. But because I think we all can agree, everyone out there listening, we're all insecure. We don't know it till something comes up. There are those people. My wife is like the least insecure person I've ever seen. She's just so comfortable in who she is. Yeah. I mean, there are t- she's still insecure about stuff. We all are. But like with comics, it gets even worse. And then you hear one thing and you're like, oh my God, why would they say that? And then you start building it out. And then it's probably just coming from an insecurity their own place. You know, that's the yep. main thing. Anytime someone says something, it's just coming from their own insecurity. Yeah. It, and, and most of the shit I say is coming is direct reflection of my insecurity. Yeah. Like consistently, I'm I mean, simply you're one of the most insecure to, people I know. Dude. I'm just, <laughs> I really am one of the most insecure. I literally... Come on, I, dude. I'm kidding. We I all know, every no. single comedian is every like comedian's a head insecure. Case. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I'll say his name. Uh, yeah, I'll say his name. Kurt uh, Metzger. Uh huh. I, I, I was, love Kurt Metzger. I was, by the way, I love Kurt. Yeah, and I think I was talking to him. I think we were drinking in New York or something. Mm-hmm. But I was talking to him, and he said that like he had the night before he was hanging out with uh, Geraldo and Attel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I was like, how great is that? Like, what do you guys just do? Is like fucking riff? And he's like, no. We bitch about other comics just like, <laughs> just like, like me and you are else, right man. now. Yeah, totally. And they talk about Pryor or, and fucking Carlin and fucking Hicks. It's yeah. so funny because it's just, you know, I, I don't know. I used to get really into talking shit about people. I, you know what it is now? I try and pick the people in my life that I'm going to ask. Like I was just on my way here. I called a buddy. I'm like, hey, man, can I vent to you for a minute? And he's yeah. like, yeah, man, go ahead. And I just vented. And for me, that's me saying to a friend, like, I'm going to talk shit about someone. I'm going to ask you not to say anything. I know I'm not a good person for talking shit, yeah. but you've talked shit about people. Like, you're someone I can call once in a while. I'll, I'll talk about it for three minutes, and I'm going to drop it. I just need to get out of my system. Yeah. And that's what I did. And then I'm like, so what are you up to, man? You know what I mean? Like, I vent, and then he's like, gives a little bit of advice. And sometimes I'm like, I don't want any advice. I just want to talk shit about someone for like five minutes because I can't say it to their face. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's just too sensitive an issue. Although I usually do say it to their face. I, I made that mistake yesterday. Really? Yeah. Called a friend and was just like, what the fuck, dude? Oh. And I do that. I've broken up. Have you ever broken up with a dude? Yeah. <laughs> I broke up with a couple buddies. I've had people break up. Here's the deal. You know, like you've dated some chicks and they just like, nah, I'm not interested anymore. And they just stop calling you like, why the fuck did she leave me hanging? Blah, yeah. blah, blah. I've had tons of guy friends that have done that to me. They just stopped being friends with me, especially in L.A. 
that's a huge thing in LA because everyone's so transient. They don't know who to hold on to, and they don't know how long people are going to be here. They don't know how long they have something in common with. Like all my buddies from home and college, we're still buds because we had a time and place that we connected. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, anyway, I just had a friend the other day, and I was just like, "Do I do this? Do I do this? Do I do this? Do I do this?" And I did it, and I called him, and I was like, "What the fuck, bro?" I don't know why. I just felt it was just something, and uh, now it's weird. Now it's going to be weird for a while, probably. Yeah, it's it's always going to be weird. I, I I there are there there are people I vent to, and mm-hmm. they can vent to me that I that I'm like Segura is one. Mm-hmm. Segura and I went back and forth venting to each other for a solid year. Just I, I mean best, about man. everything, and it was great because it's like. I know that when I tell him something that's a secret. Yeah, he told me a bunch of them fun. actually. He told we did a casino together. And we drove together for like we were on two flights together, drove together, stayed together for twenty four hours. So we were together probably eighteen hours in twenty four hours, and all we did was just talk, ask questions. You know what I mean? Yeah, the yeah, best. yeah. He's great, and like, and we, and then breaking up with someone. It's it's um I have had a I've had a two friends. Here's what I've learned that if. You just if you don't make a clean break mm-hmm. and you just say, "I'm gonna give myself some distance," they show back up. Yeah, they're always going to. They show back up and then they're like, "They're like, hey, buddy," and then you don't remember all the reasons you didn't like being around them. Yeah, you just remember the. You just remember oh, the there were times. some good times. Yeah, <laughs> I have a buddy. <laughs> I have a buddy. I, I know he's not listening to this because, um, but he was, uh, he he was a sociopath. Really? I mean, a fucking genuine, unhealthy, like, like clearly needed therapy. And watch, I'll say his name. Oh, what's she doing with a fucking chainsaw? Dude, your girl's getting serious right now. What's she doing with the dog? Bro, bro. <laughs> um, um, last night, by the way, side note, we were yeah. watching, we went to go see Frozen. And at the beginning of Frozen, it's a kid's movie. You'll go to a bunch of those. They had the ice princesses come out and shave big rock things with chainsaws they're going mm-hmm. I'm with isla isla's my fucking lunatic kid and isla is watching and, she, and i'm watching her watch and she leans back she goes oh, we got one of those right and i'm like no you cannot play with chainsaws <laughs> we're not getting a princess at so, home so um but yeah he he was one of the like just and i just had to at one point i had to go listen man we can't be friends anymore leanne did it leanne's best friend she broke up with her and was like you're unhealthy. You're toxic. You try to ruin everything in my life so that your life, like you have friends that it's all that they they're like fucking vampires. They Every, suck dude, the life out of you. You have to be a heads up on it of people that just I call them takers, people who just take. They're always asking you for shit, but they're never offering anything. Either they're not they don't have to be giving you stuff, Holy but are they shit, offering you accurate. anything positive? Are they had, bringing anything positive to your life? Are they here's this? Are they introducing you to anything new? Whether it be music, TV shows, books, new people, food recipes. You know what I mean? To give yeah. me something to make me a better person or more interesting or more full. That's all I'm asking for. Or so that I don't have a phone call from you and I always feel like I'm just going, Yeah, right, right? Yeah. Cool, right? Yeah. Right? This fucking... Oh, my God. I know exactly what you're fucking talking about. I know we're going to have some friends that are... You know what I mean? Like, you're going to have some friends that just fit into a time and place in your life. And you're going to have friends that, like, you have something you connect on. You know what I mean? And that's going to be the thing you guys always talk about. And then you're going to be lucky. And you're going to have those, like, two to four or five close friends that will always be introduced. Like, my buddy from college, we've continued to grow 
separate of each other. You know what I mean? So every time I talk to him, he has something interesting to offer. I have something interesting to offer. We're both searching for things constantly. You know? Yeah. I have a really good friend, like a really, really good friend that I've known since I was a kid. His name's Obi. And we've had. Obi. That was my Aunt Lil's dog, man. Really? Obi. Obi's an interesting dude. He's a really interesting (laughs) dude. I bet he is with that name. But he, uh, he, he decided that would be his nickname in ninth grade. Shut up. He yeah. self He decided start calling me Obi. I went, Dude, really? That's tight. He goes, Yeah, a lot of guys have been doing that and I kinda like it. I went, okay. And then we tried to make fun of it. We we're like, Okay, Obi. Yeah. And we we're like, you know there's a tampon, right? And he's like, Don't care. Keep going. Boom. So we call him Obi we've called him Obi for the rest of that's, fucking since then. Like he's that. a fascinating guy. He uh he moved out to LA to become an actor and, and just ended up smoking weed and fucking living in, on a friend's couch mm-hmm. and then and then drew up a few business plans at the time that involved me paying him to, <laughs> to <laughs> I love it that's the best business plan oh I brought me to lunch I bought he goes let's go to lunch and then I was like okay and I'm making my head I'm like I'm totally paying for lunch and he's like so uh, I came up with an idea why don't you give me 1500 bucks a month and I'll like uh, get you like up and running and I was Shut. like I'm pretty up and running and he's like no nah, but I could use the money, and you've got the money, so Dude. I was like, "Are you out of your fucking mind?" He's like, "Think about it. Think about it. Don't don't just say it." <laughs> kind of a genius business plan. Yeah. If he pulls that off, you're like one of the most successful men in business. Dude, in hindsight, the money's gone. I never had that. Fu- that money was just torn through one way or another. <laughs> yeah, sure. I should have given it to him. Just cut my fucking losses, and maybe because he is a smart fucking guy. Yeah, maybe I could have fucking written a like written a screenplay with him or just kept right, him afloat fuck that. let him write it yeah I mean, just tell him an idea and he'll fucking write it yeah he's uh he's so oblivious too about the he's an actor he lives in Nor- he moved to new orleans because he thought new orleans would be a better shot for him to get work and he does he gets tons of fucking work he called me the other day he goes uh, i'm gonna move you with uh arnold schwarzenegger i well, said really he goes yeah yeah i just shot a scene with him yesterday Man, I like guys that have that balls to just move to a place that's not New York or L.A. to just go for you know something in the entertainment world. I just like people who move to interesting places because they're like, yeah, I just got a gut feeling. And they have the confidence to just trust it and don't worry about needing to be in, in a certain place. I like that. I like it. I like it because like I the, yesterday I said to Leanne, I was like, um, I'm really depressed because I'm not going to the clubs anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't go to the clubs because I'm gone so much. That when I'm home, if I don't actually hang out at home, I feel like empty when I yeah, go back on the road. I bet. And I said, but I'm pissed off that I'm not going to the clubs. I, I did a spot. I th- you might have been there out at uh, the Flappers, and I really love Flappers. Okay. I've been going to the Ice House. I love the Ice House. I love the Improv. Three clubs. I could I could bang out three. Um, I, when I if I come home for a Wednesday, I could bang out three spots. Done. To, and fucking feel good. See comics. Connect. Like I go to do Doug's thing at UCB. Mm-hmm. Doug's love movies, and I get done, and I feel rejuvenated. I'm like, guys, just hang out with a bunch of bunch of comics for sure. Um, I usually when I start getting depressed, I'm like, what is it? And I'm like, yeah, dude, you've been on stage in four days. I'm like, I gotta get on stage. And then when I do get on stage, it's for like a weekend. And I'm like, and I work out a lot. In, in my weekends like yeah, I write a lot but still it's like there's a there's a fine line between you know fucking being working in the business and then just working and being a guy that does casinos but not spots you know mm-hmm. I don't want to be that guy mm-hmm. who's just Pretty like ships, bro. it's basically it's just a Pretty paycheck ships. I know though I mean, do you, I mean I have certain things I'm like if it gets to that I'm out like it's just I'm out I'm not, I can't I always think about um, my second act 
Like, I'm still in my first act mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Like, and like, you know, but like, like Dane right now is working on his second act in life. Like, you he's, think he's only on his second act? Maybe. So, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, because he had the he had the huge rush, huge all rush. the money, all the fame, and then and then and then and uh, I would say was was semi like a huge backlash. Mm-hmm. So now maybe he's on his third act. Cause he did have a second I'd say act. He's on his, like third act, dude. I mean, he because he had the comedy boom, then he had a movie boom, then he had like a ton of backlash, then he like reinvented himself. You know yeah. what I mean? He's still. I mean, I don't know. Bill Burr's on his second act. Yeah. Bill Burr, I think, had his first act. Which was like all the all the growth and getting to like like b- sitcom like getting sitcoms getting the spots getting and whatever then, he and wanted then, and then he and then he fucking went no not what I want I want to yeah. go to the clubs in New York I want to fucking work on the craft yeah and I was, yeah I think and so I think he changed his speed and I'm like I wonder when like I found my voice really early and I'm like I wonder when I'm gonna f- wonder when I'm gonna do my second act and what it'll look like. <laughs> I'm still in my first act, but I like where it's going. I like. Yeah, I'm in my first first act. I like my first act. If I just have one act, I'm actually kind of cool with it. Yeah, like just a one I, solid you, act. Your second act doesn't have to be. This is another thing I appreciate about people. I like people who take risks. You ever met someone who's like, uh, yeah, you know, I was just a lawyer for 20 years, and then I just decided, you know what, I can't do this. Dimitri and, Martin, and now I'm a school. Now I'm a school teacher. Yeah, Dimitri Martin. Why? What was Dimitri? He was in law school. He was engaged to a du- girl that was in med school. Mm-hmm. He was in law school. He had like he had done like two years and just was not happy. He should have stuck with and it. And he fucking pulled out. I'm just kidding. He, it was so funny. There was something on the internet the other day about him. They were like, can you believe Dimitri Martin's 40? I was like, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, like, man. I thought he's been 40 for a while, no? Yeah. <laughs> I almost want to say he's 41. <laughs> yeah. That, that haircut's not kidding anybody. <laughs> Um, I just like people that just uproot their lives and like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become a chef. Yeah. I'm like, You're 35. You have, yeah, I'm like, I'm just going to go for it. I just think so much, we get so uh, wrapped up in the world of being like, you know, the capitalistic world and you got to pay bills and you got to pay for this and you got to pay for this that people don't take time to just be like, what do I want? Yeah. And then just go for it, dude. It's like, it's like there are dudes getting out of prison that are 35 going, time to start life. Yeah, man. I saw and that. They, I, it, have you seen the, the Central Park Five? No. Dude, it's amazing. It's a Ken Burns documentary about those five Jeez. kids. All you said that's all you need to say. Ken Burns, bro. Did you remember the remember the five kids that went wild in Central Park and raped the girl, raped the jogger? Yeah. It was like big in like eighty seven, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe eighty five. Okay. It was like a big deal. Five kids kind of went on a wild and spree. They fucked but it was like forty kids, but they found the five that pulled this jogger, this young stockbroker lawyer whatever girl that was jogging on the upper east side pulled her into some bushes raped her and left her for dead then they found them all the kids admitted it sent them to uh prison yeah and then retrial and they're like it's not these kids really never was these kids why the hell did they admit it they it's coercion it's they get they coerced uh test uh confessions out of these kids they can coerce them because they were like, listen, they had them there for like fucking 16 hours. And they're like, listen, just admit that you were there. You don't have to say you fucked her. Just admit you were there and you can go home. And these kids were like, yeah, I was there. But and like none of them said, yeah, I fucked her. None of them did. They were like, yeah, I was there. It was him. It was him. It was him. And they all testified it was the another guy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're like, you got to say you did some more than that. And they, the kids would be like, okay, I, I like touched her tit, but I didn't hold her down or anything. And like thinking they just get out of it. And so they did this documentary. I saw it on Amazon the other day, and it was like fucking. 
I mean, the, all it was one dude who was a serial rapist who dragged her into the woods. They had found one set of semen. It didn't match any of the so boys. They, all right, so now the documentary is about them all getting out? It's about... It's a whole all about the trial, and then they're all grown men now, and they're all fucking like my age, yeah. forty years old, and they get out of prison. They're like, "Time to start life." Except I've been sodomized because I went to prison at fucking sixteen. Jeez. I was sodomized and I was fucking tortured, and life was hell because I was a rapist in jail. But I never raped anyone, so now I have all this fucking backlog of hate because I didn't do a fucking thing. The world has fucked me for fifteen years. Now what? And then I started thinking: Have you been watching, following this game, Knockout? The kids are playing. Following it? Yeah. No, it's not like I'm like in a fantasy no, league no, for but- it and stuff like this. Like, dude, I got these kids in Philly, man. These kids in Philly are Philly is where they did. I'm sure it is. In Philly. I know. Do you have you seen it? I I can't. I don't. You know what? You remember when you talked about like guys just going to negativity on Twitter and stuff? Yeah. Anytime anyone posts something super negative on Facebook, like yes. I don't know if they're trying to heighten people's awareness to be like, look what kids are doing. I'm just yeah. like, every time I watch that, every time I take part in of it, I'm a I'm I'm. I'm helping it, and I just don't want to. I'm just a big believer in I take care of my house, and I try and take care of my neighborhood. Yeah. I try and do my part for the environment, for my neighborhood, and I just don't focus on it. You know where I learned that? In Hawaii, dude. I just got back from Hawaii. Did what, you? Where yeah. were you? In, uh, Kauai. Yeah, what, me what, too, bro. Shut up. Yeah. We go every year. Really? Yeah. What, wait, Princeville. Where you... We go stay in Princeville. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, a word? A word? Two white guys. <laughs> That's what's up. Oh, right, you vacation Kauai, too? <laughs> Where do you guys stay? Uh, we just we uh, we were shooting down there. Oh, dope. Yeah. So um, wait. So wait. What did you? How did you learn it in Hawaii? We were sitting next to these locals at a bar, and we started talking to them about something that had to do with the world. And he just said to me, he goes, "You know what, man? He goes, I try to focus on my family, my farm, and the people around me. And if everyone just did that, we'd be a better country." And he goes, "I just rather not know what's going on." And I was like, "Yeah, it's not dude. a fucking." Hold on one second. I'm grabbing this. Yeah, do it. Uh, I I, st- I used to watch fight videos. Oh my god! Incessantly bro. on YouTube. I, I can no. If you go to my YouTube channel, you'll see two of the best fight videos ever. I would never watch. There's it. oh, it's really fucking good. One's I, inspiring, but one <laughs> <laughs> one is wait. I'll tell you the name only because it's like it's the best fight I've ever seen in my life. It's just a good fight. Is between two dudes. Is there any righteousness to it at all? There's two dudes. Uh, I want to... F- uh, fuck. It's not like an organized fight. It's like a hate it's fight? An, nope. It's an organized fight. Oh, okay. In Miami. I'm guessing Miami. I put a lot of backstory to stuff when I don't really have the information. <laughs> <laughs> I lie a lot, man. Uh, <laughs> and then I find fancy ways to make it sound like I'm not lying. I, if I will... I will tell you something to sell you on a story that I'm about to tell mm-hmm. that could be construed as like like I'll say like I was watching this documentary the other day when in fact it was a reality show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'll just heighten it <laughs> so you're like, ooh, that does sound interesting. Oh wow, he listened. He was watching something intelligent. Wow, so funny. Um, put it this way: Do you remember the brawl the Pacers got into with the Pistons? Yes. When they kept reshowing that, and I was at restaurants, I couldn't watch it, I, and like I would leave. Are you I, serious? I was. I remember being at um, what's that sushi place? katana next to the comedy store. Yeah, with this girl I was dating at the time, and it came on, and I'm like, this is, this makes me so upset just to see it. You're watching anger. You're watching like, and I I can't do it. You know, I was I was a big fan of Kimbo Slice. By the way, if anyone has a contact with Kimbo Slice, I'd love to have him on the podcast. Yeah, that dude, was a that big, dude's legit. He's a big I, dude, but I don't. I mean, I just. I hear what you say. Go ahead. I'm I was sorry. a big fan of Kimbo Slice well before anyone knew who he was. Yeah. Because I was watching Kimbo Slice. Like You were I'll, into that backyard video. Backyard kind of stuff. fighting, man. I watched 
all of them and I couldn't get enough of them. And then I started like, I remember, I remember one time I, I watched a bunch and then I think I had to do a show in like Sacramento mm-hmm. and I was, I was walking out of the house, walking out of the hotel room and I was looking at everyone like they were going to fucking jump me. <laughs> and I still to this day, now with that knock, you know what knockout is, right? They just go up and try and knock someone out that's not aware and not aware and they've and they're they killed a dude and they're like and they do women and chill they do anyone and it's just these youths who this takes back to the center park five but Didn't i was like some chick get hit and like shot two kids or something like that or some guy i don't know i, I haven't really followed it like as the last two days but i'm like i i can see how everyone gets up in arms they're like you got to find these fucking kids you got to get these kids and i guarantee you up in the uh, in the storm that is media mm-hmm. when they go they've arrested two youths i go well they got them and then i go ah, make an example of those kids it'll never happen again mm-hmm. i don't even i don't even know if they're innocent or guilty or if they coerced if those kids really punched them or if the cops just said we need to find two kids so everyone to get off our fucking backs sure and that's how it works in that central park five case that's exactly how it fucking worked but that's the long story back to get around what you were talking about is um yes i do believe if you watch negativity you will like epic fail videos dude yeah but i mean but let me ask you this and i don't want to get into this huge thing but have you ever seen what the bleep do we know have you ever seen that no it's a really cool do- it's, it's a documentary i just saw it on amazon last night watch it dude really it's badass anyway there was this one doctor and he did this study a professor in college and he took three jars of water okay and he put them outside his door at to his classroom, and he put them put each water underneath the microscope and, and photographed it. Right then he put a label on one that said "fuck you," one said "I hate you," and one said "I love you." Yeah. Okay. And after a week of being out in that hallway, he then then photographed each water like molecules under a microscope, and the "I hate you" and "fuck you" or whatever I can't remember exactly what three all were were like yellow and brown and tarred. And the one that was I love you was like blue crystallized and stuff like that. Really? So it was like not just not just the idea of actually speaking, but the idea of thinking towards that thing. Like, you know, you're thinking the energy that your body, you know, is human, whatever. I know people are going to start getting weirded out, but no. I do believe in, I do believe like, you know, you have more power than you know. You know what I mean? The more that you're able to put out that people don't even understand, you know, like yeah. there's little bits of negativity that we don't even know that we're putting out. That's, that's why I pick friends to vent so I can try and get it out of my body. Although I flip off a lot of people driving, and that's uh, I flipped off a dude to... for the first time in a long time today. <laughs> today, uh, today I was I was and I was totally at fault. I was at a green light, and he was trying to. <clears throat> he was at a green light, and we were, and, but it had been red, and it turned green, and he was going to take a left, and I was going to take a left. So we're both waiting for the other person to take a left, but I was texting, and 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 I was <laughs> like literally, over. and then I looked up, and it was green, and he's like waiting for me to either go straight or, and he knows I'm texting, mm-hmm. so he doesn't want to go. It's mm-hmm. totally my fault. And then I fucking realize it, and I go left, and he he does like this serious, like seriously, yeah. you were fucking texting. And then I live with my, I flicked him off. I had my phone in my hands. So I was like, fuck you. And the, but I'm so close in this neighborhood with so many people that I'm like, oh, I guarantee you he fucking knows me. Yeah, I'm sure he um, does. Uh, Which makes it even better. Oh, dude, you can't. I I've I flipped a guy off today on the on ramp, trying to get on the the four or five from the ten, and it was like a merge, you know. And what's the proper way to merge? Uh, to the left. Every other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every yeah. other, right? So it was my turns. So I'm going, but he's still like way up on me, and I'm like, I, I look in my side view, like, what are you doing? And I pull up, and he just gives like one of those hands up, like, what the fuck's your problem? So I gave him the bird in the rear side view because I'm so mad. I'm like, can't you just see that the person in front of you 
just went, so now it would be me, then you, then the guy behind. That's just the order. Yeah, people don't know those rules. Fucking douche. And so then I'm like up the four or five, like another ten minutes, and coincidentally, Thune had Facetime me, Nick Thune. Yeah. And so I'm Facetiming with him. I'm just holding it out. I'm driving, and I'm. I know it's not right. And then who's on my In right? The car. Yeah, that guy's on my right, and he goes, "Get off the phone, you fucking asshole!" And I was like, "I gotta go." And Nick. you're Facetiming. Facetiming, dude. <laughs> You're texting. I'm you know, FaceTiming. Like kind of. No. You're full blown video chatting. And just happened to be watching a movie in my DVD player, like <laughs> <laughs> um, on my laptop, which is on the dash. I always like. I always like Nick Dune. I always oh, get a great. kick out of that guy. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of negative energy. No. And Nick, when he does, he just he. Nick is like me. We look for we look for shit and to like we look for people to scrap just verbally. Yeah, find things and jot people, you know, just because we're like instigators. But he's a pretty positive guy, and he stays on the right track. That's like that's who I call the vent. I'll call him and vent, and he'll listen, and then he'll vent with me sometimes. Oh, yeah, Segura's mine. Segura, we all have a Segura. I t- I'll talk to I talk to uh, I talk to um, the full charge on the road a lot about. Oh, that's perfect. Fucking, I get I get a kick out of that guy so much. He's got this uh, like, Maddie has this like Zen. Like, hey man, everything's gonna be fine. Way about him, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to go back to that fucking energy thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, I had a long, I had a joke a long time ago. If I ever have twins, I'm gonna name one Bert and the other one Bert, and just see <laughs> how was school today, Bert. It was awesome, Dad. How about you, Bert? I had to go to the office again. Yeah, you're so right. I think I got a cold. So, um, I never told that joke. Cause it's that good. The uh, but I was saying to people a lot, like people would always go, how you doing? And I'd always go t- just, oh, tired, you know, because I was working a lot. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm tired because I'm working a lot, but I'm really happy that I'm working a lot. Yeah. So I'm going to change that to like fucking great. The, oh, there's a dude in my neighborhood, Paul, who stud, looks like he's straight out of Sons of Anarchy, rides his bike, takes his kid to school every single fucking day, always smiling. Mm-hmm. And when you ask him, hey, how's it going today? He's like, beautiful day. Beautiful. Like just the best energy. Every time you see him, you smile. Yeah. No one ever sees him like, the fuck's this guy's deal? Yeah. Well, you know what that guy's doing? That's that's hard. That's It's like he's working to do that. You know what I mean? He yep. works hard to stay positive. People don't get that. I'm sure he's got his down days, but he probably finds people to vent to. My One of my least favorite sayings of all time, bro, same shit, different day, man. That's yeah. the worst thing you could ever say. Same shit, How pathetic day. is your life that your day is full of shit and you're living it every day? Oh, yeah. You can find something more creative to say, like, dude, everything, you know, you can find anything, but you don't have to, like, let someone know that, you know, if you're not having a good day, like today my buddy texted me and he just goes, he just goes, retweet my last tweet, bro, right? And I go, it's funny, man. You put a question mark on the end of that, but it didn't sound like a question. And he goes, what's with you? And I go, sorry, man. I'm just getting pulled at all angles today. What do you need? And he goes, what's up? You, what can I do to help? You know? Yeah. And it's like any other day, I just would have been like, got it, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, he's got a show in Boston. So, um, But it was like one of those days. I'm like, dude, fucking, I need a break right now. I'm getting pulled by like four different people today, and I need you. And then... And then boom, same thing. He's like, dude, just take it, you know, and yeah. then, then, you know. Do you ever feel like you retweet a lot of people's stuff that's going on for them and then no one ever retweets you? Yeah. I feel like that all the time. Not just with retweets, though, with everything. And this is another thing that happened to me today. 
It was another. That was someone else. It was another incident where they were making a joke so, on social media about something I should thank them about. When in actuality, they were kidding around because I'm the one that got them the job that they had. Yeah. And I was like, dude, have you lost your fucking mind? And then they go, and then they basically recorrected it because they realized that I was pissed. You know. Yeah, I feel like I always like I always retweet people like, um, like say someone gets a TV show, mm-hmm. anyone, anyone. You support. I barely even know the person. I retweet it. Yeah. Because I go, I go, but let that guy be successful. Yeah. Let more people be. There's no problem with more success in this business for us. I mean, I have a problem when you see, you know, a guy that maybe doesn't do comedy and he's, and he all of a sudden is doing theaters and then you're like, you're like, okay. <laughs> like, but any comedy. That's not what you're like. <laughs> you're like, fuck this idiot. He didn't go through the shit. I'm not that bad. Like, I do think. The guy that there is a group of guys that are maybe not comedians but famous that do stand up, and I think it's good for everyone because they do get people that would not normally go see comedy into the clubs. Sure, um, but uh, but I do I I, I don't um, I don't care to root for them in their careers. Like like I root for comics. Yeah, like I root like when uh, when Bo- Bobby Kelly and Sherrod did a show for uh, for. Um, Travel Channel. I fucking retweeted the shit out of that. Sam Brown tweeted me last night, and she's a friend of mine. And I tweeted, she's like, "Hey, would you mind helping telling people about my show? It's on tonight." Of course, fucking Adam, like uh, any dude who I see doing something, like Simon Rex, mm-hmm. like his fucking album came out. I must have tweeted about that fucking twenty times. So I'm like, dude, let him make money. He's sure. a nice guy. He, I'm cool with him. Me and him are friends. Like I want him to succeed and be fucking huge. Just so that maybe he has a party that's at an awesome mansion one night, and I get to go right after my divorce or something. You know, whatever happens with me, you know. Yeah, I can't so, wait for your divorce. But, but, uh, but yeah, I just feel like I feel like I always retweet people, and I never see people. Well, let's take it down to a more basic level because not everyone's on Twitter, and not- and I'm not saying those guys specifically don't retweet me. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like yeah. these are the people I support. Like I always support comics, but it's all. It's, I, I mean, it's the same thing about takers, man. I have a lot of friends. I mean, you make a lot of friends over there, especially you move to a new city. You make a lot of friends because you want to be friends with people and you want to be yeah. nice. And then you realize, oh, I don't really have as much energy as I can give to everybody, and which is when you break up with people. And I have certain friends that never, ever, ever ask about anything that's going on in my life. But who's at fault? Is it their fault that they're just like living the way they live? Or is it my fault that I extend myself, always ask them, always interested, always want to know, always try to make them feel good, try to bring up the positive things in their life, and then they don't say it to me, so then I start feeling shallow and empty because yeah. I sat there and spent all this energy trying to make them feel good when they're not trying to do it for me. But it's like not their fault because they're just not built that way. Were you that way as a kid? Yeah, man. I grew up with a single mom with four kids. All I wanted to do was make her feel good. Really? Yeah. So that's that. My whole life has been revolved around trying to make sure everyone's happy, everyone feels good, everyone's has something positive. I was always a class clown, always trying to make people laugh. I had fr- dude. I was the freshman year in high school. I played varsity soccer, only three games. I was on JV. Otherwise, played baseball. President of my class on the student government. Still in Boy Scouts. And I was in the marching band. I was in marching band all four years. I used to hang out with the biggest geek in school, and I had the best looking girl in the entire high school. And that's not a joke, dude. I'm not bragging. She <laughs> was phenomenal. She was. She was beautiful. She still is. Ooh, no, wait. What? Um, but I was friends with... I just was like, we should all just be friends. Why wouldn't we all be friends? with? You know what I mean? There's no yeah. reason to not like people just because, you know, I had certain things in common with certain people and, you know, others with others. Did... um What... How were you the oldest? Youngest. Youngest? Yeah. How, how old were you when you learned how to cook for yourself? 
Oh, young, dude. I was doing my laundry young. We did everything young. Really? Yeah, man. I remember sophomore year in high school, the girl I started dating, who I dated for seven years, I, I made Valentine's Day dinner for us. I made chicken piccata with spaghetti. <laughs> so I made chicken piccata, and I did spaghetti in the middle, right? With No, yeah, spaghetti and a lemon butter sauce with capers and the piccata, and then I did three raviolis around the plate and with a just a, a drizzle of red sauce across each one. I had garlic bread. I remember I had um, Arizona iced tea on ice, and I had it right in front of the table in front of the fireplace, full fire going. <laughs> like full-blown adult, dude. 10th grade. Like, check it out. This is what I got for you. Her mother was dropping her off. Must have been like, what the fuck is going on in there? Uh, she's getting fucked tonight. Oh, she's getting... I didn't. I held out, man. Really? We held out. Yeah. I was, I was Did you ever obsessed fuck her? with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I mean... I, mean, I never I trust just, people who are virgins. Yeah, I hate virgins. I, I just... Every time a guy says he's a virgin, I just... Like, I had one... I had my little brother in the fraternity was a virgin. And I, at the, I remember at a very young age... Like, he was a... Freshman in college, and I was like, "Listen, man, if you're gay, it's totally cool." <laughs> and he's like, "He's like, what?" I go, "No, I'm just saying, like, like I don't like, and I, and I'm sure I said like I used homophobic slurs mm-hmm. that you know up until a few years ago everyone used, yeah, <laughs> but but uh, and loved using." <laughs> I wish I wish that we had never jumped that shark, oh, but man. but you know, I but I'm respectful of, of Todd Glass saying it was the one who made me stop saying it because he was like, "I won't even say that something's gay." Like that's so gay. I wouldn't yeah. even say that. That's definitely one of my well, top. It's ones. funny because you, st- and it's. I think we. This is a reason why. By we- the way, that kid came out of the closet. I saw him in New York. Shut up. Yeah. Did he, did I saw him in New thank York. Thank you. I saw him in New York at Bryant Park. Yeah. I'm walking uh, out of Sharp Entertainment. Mm-hmm. I was like just done the first season of Birth Conqueror, and I'm walking down the street, and I see him, and he sees me, and I recognize him right away. I'm like, uh, whatever your name is, TC, and he was like froze. I was like, hey man. He's like hi. I was like, what's up? He's like nothing. And then I'm like, are you living in New York? And he's like, I'm gay. And I was like, what? And I realized a Puerto Rican dude has his hand in his back pocket. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck, yes. I was so excited for him because at that time I was definitely very open-minded. I was open-minded sure. probably in college, but not like super open-minded. If he had told me he was gay, I probably would have told everybody. Yeah. You know, but... Uh, but See, that's the thing that when we get someone close to us that is willing to open up and shit... Like, put it this way. My niece has microcephaly, which means she's never going to walk... She'll probably never talk. She can't feed herself. You know what I mean? So the word retarded yeah. does not exist in my vocabulary anymore. Like, I never realized how bad it is. And when I hear people say it, I'm like, oof, man, you yeah. shouldn't say that word. There are people that are like, you have no idea what it's like for people that have a child that's mentally challenged. What that, I mean, whoa, dude. Yeah. I mean, you have two kids. Imagine it's, it's and guess what? Those parents will have that their entire life. Mm-hmm. Their entire life they'll have to deal with that. And it's like and this there was a comedian the other day, another taker, bro, another taker, and we were IMing on Facebook and she said like we were going back and forth and we, we had both done this project and uh you know they, they gave it to a bunch of comedians and this person's actually didn't end up working out, you know, it just took too long and I was asking she had told me about it and I was asking back about it. So we talked maybe ten minutes via IM all about her and her project and what was going on. And I just I it was time I had to get going. I'm like, All right, I gotta go and she goes, Well wait a minute, what's going on with you? And I just told her like what was up in my life, you know, and what's up in my career, my personal life and she's like, Oh my god, congratulations and I was like, Oh thanks and she goes, No, I sincerely mean it mean it, I'm rooting for you and then she goes, I realize how big of I'm so embarrassed how much of a faggot I sound like by saying that. And I just wrote back, you should be more embarrassed by the fact that you just said the F word. And then yeah. she wrote back, 
like, oh, is this weird now? Is this awkward? You know, like I always make things, you know, and I was just like, yeah. you know, and I'm going to be honest. I love that word. Yeah. I love that word. But my, my brother's gay and I have another comedian friend who came up with a great joke for that word yeah. and like a whole thing about how he misses that word and all this. And he asked me, he's like, hey, man, is, is faggot like off limits? And I'm like, dude, I'm pretty sure it is, bro. And he goes, will you ask your brother? And I asked my brother. And my brother was like, yeah, man, we don't really use that word. Like, we hate that word. He goes, like, we're never going to, like, use it like the N-word. Like, black guys will call each other my, you know, N-word. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, that word's pretty off limits. And I was like, all right, man. And I said, yeah, dude, you can't use it. He goes, God, it's such a great joke. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty funny. Oh, dude, I've got fucking three really great jokes <laughs> with the N-word in it. I've got one joke with the N-word in it. <clears throat> one, I had one joke that, I to- that I've told on stage that I uh, that the word was used is one the story of me fighting a black guy. The st- I love that story. And, is and, that wait? Was that the, when you never fight a Puerto Rican at dusk? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Same story, but that's not yeah, the joke. Right, right, the right. joke was at one point the guy and I and I I only told it like the very very beginning of you know it was, it, it's Say, the truth. Tell me it's, because it's I was in with you. Remember we did Miami together? Yeah. That joke, man, killed me every single yeah. night. The joke was at one point he stopped kicking my ass. And and it's silent, and he's just staring at me. He's like, he's like, say it. And I go, what? And he goes, you know, you're thinking it. Say it, say it. Call me the M word. And but but I I wouldn't, you know, at the time, I don't think it was as volatile as it is now. You could have used yeah. it in a story. Yeah, with yeah. This, but ten years ago, you could have used it in a story to elicit. Now you couldn't even use it in a story. You can't. I mean, you could. You could. There's no fucking rules. There's comics. Louis C.K. does yeah. it. There's no rules. I'm just saying I would have seen it more accessible then. I don't see it accessible now, and I'm glad I never and really told it. that's a choice for you, too. It's, a, it's my choice. It's my fucking choice. Yeah. I don't even want to be associated with the word. Like, no. And so, but I, and he said, say it. And I was like, and then the joke I had was like, don't worry, I will. Not now. But later, like, <laughs> it will be said. Yeah. Don't worry. But, uh, and then, then there's one that's the best fucking story ever that's ever happened to me, ever, that involves the word. And, and it's too bad because the word ruins the story, but the, but the, the word defines the, the story. story yeah. And you can't tell. I'll tell you off. I'll tell, I'll tell you off. Well, there's certain stories. I, I always say it to my wife. I'm like, ah, I forgot we're around civilians. Like, when, oh, we're, yeah. when we're around comedians, we can pretty much say anything we want. And when you get around some diehard comedy fans that come up after show, those are my favorite fans, by the way. You ever have that? They don't even have to be a fan of mine that are just comedy fans. And they're like, yeah, man, I uh, I saw you perform with uh, Jeselnik at Pianos back in 2007 because I used to really follow. And I'd be like, oh, dude, you're hardcore, huh? Yeah. And then I know at that point I can bring up any comedian. I can say to the kid like, oh, dude, man, I wish I could bang your mom. You know, you could say anything. Yeah. And but you know uh, that's the beauty of like but there's some jokes I have a joke that I did with a friend that was the funniest thing I've ever seen I'll tell you later too it's the funniest thing I've ever said and it's just so disgusting and wrong I could never say it to anyone there was a that it's I think it also was I think when I was younger I was in a rush to be edgy yeah. I was in a fucking I was in a panic to be I wanted to be a tell I really wanted to be a tell yeah. And, I and think a lot uh, of people did, but I but I, I didn't know how to write jokes like him. I just knew that drinking <laughs> was a was a, a connection. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was like, and and I loved. I was a drinker before I had seen him. Sure, but when I saw him on stage and I and he told stories about drinking, I never even saw him drink on stage really. Yeah, but when he tells stories about drinking, I was like that. That's so me. That's what I do. Is but he wasn't telling stories. He was writing jokes, and I have a very different style than him. And I never really Way connected. Different. Never really connected much with. Uh, that i kind of but he was like the first guy that made me laugh and yeah. um but uh 
but he, I, I thought you had to be edgy, like Stanhope, sure, and Etel, and I and I appreciate edgy shit. Like yeah. I love Tosh, I love Bill. I think Bill's probably pretty edgy. Who Burr? Burr, yeah. I mean, Although I think he's just funny. I just I I don't I don't think he's intentionally edgy. I think he's one hundred percent who he is, and he just decides to take on topics that no one else will take on, and yeah. makes them. Full blown hilarious and always has a point. I think that's the the key to every comic is you want to find you want to find the nugget of gold that no one else found, but they were looking in the same area. Oh you were. yeah, or just a different take. Yeah, like he does that whole thing. Chris Rock was the first person to talk say like, you remember with uh, what's his face OJ Simpson's like, nah, yeah. I ain't saying he should have killed her, but I understand. Yeah, you yeah, know, like yeah, that yeah. was the whole thing. And Bird did a whole chunk in one of his specials about. Uh, how you should never hit a woman, but like, uh, but he gets it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there are times when you're like, God damn it. You ever seen that bit where he goes, he goes, a woman's never been hit. She's never been hit. So she doesn't know that this is the point that you would get hit. And you're sitting yeah. there like, God damn it. I want to hit this chick right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> it sounds like Bill. God damn it. I want to hit this yeah, chick. Yeah. Right yeah. He, I mean, dude, he's, he's yeah. just the best. But, um, but yeah, to get back to yeah, the, do it. to the F word. But I just stopped using it because I was like, and I, I just stopped using it because I noticed that it, it sounded weird to hear. Yeah, man, it does. And then, and I never said the, I never made like like retard jokes only because I don't like the words are pretty. The the words are pretty intense word, but like I'll tell you why. The only some reason, people still think it's the appropriate word. They yeah. don't even think it's a slang word. No, I think once you have a kid, here's what I I did a show in Chicago. They you saw this great club. It was an all black club, primarily. And uh, and it's the place I wrote the fighting a black guy at night story. Okay. Um. I mean, it happened, but it's the first t- time I ever yeah. told it was at that club because it was an all. I opened with like a Duran Duran joke, and it was all black people and like <laughs> a couple <laughs> Italian dudes, and no one laughed. It's Rio, like, really? Nobody knows Rio. Yeah. So it was. It was about the. It was about the. This is how long ago this was. It was about the queer eye for the straight guy mm-hmm. being a Duran Duran, Duran reunion band, and. Okay. Nothing. And it was like, no, not that it deserved much, yeah. but it was nothing. And, and then someone was like, I don't know Duran Duran. And someone was like, I don't know Queer Eye. And I got a big laugh. Yeah. And then, uh, and so I just started telling all these jokes. And then, so at the end, it, I got this great energy going. And I go, I go, what is it? Tell me some, because I'm also out of material. Mm-hmm. I'm like, tell me something you want me to talk about. <laughs> and I'll tell you a joke about that. And someone's like, tell a retard joke. And no, I'll be very candid. If I had had one, I might have told one. Yeah. But I didn't have one. And I needed a way out. And so I said, you know what? I don't really do those kind of jokes, which is a little bit true. But I said, because I have a daughter, mm-hmm. which was true at the time. And, and I said, you know, and I know how frustrating and difficult she can be and how much I love her. And I can't imagine how 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 much you have to go through if you had a child with special needs. And for me to come up. And you get your one, two-hour break from the night, and you're going to go and relax. And for me to make fun of the thing that causes you a lot of stress and a lot of joy and a lot of, you know, if for me to make fun of that, I just feel like a horrible human being. Yeah. And everyone cheered. Some people booed. And I get off stage that night, and this hot-ass fucking chick, hot-ass chick comes up. She's like, she's like, you... I don't know what accent I'm doing right now, but you got so (laughs) close to getting fucking killed. My husband, you got to talk to my husband. And I, and I go over and this big fucking hulking Italian guy with hands that were like fucking kielbasa, like fingers like kielbasa's. 
And he comes over and he grabs me and goes, I got a fucking special needs kid. And I'm having a real fucking hard time with it. I'm having a real hard time because I wonder if it's something wrong with me or if it's something wrong with like, I don't even know if I want to have another fucking kid. But let me tell you something. You made me feel normal tonight. And he wow. goes, and he goes, had you fucking told a fucking, I would have fucking killed you. And I was like, oh, I just got out of an ass beating and got a compliment. And I was like, well, that's kind of a mandate throughout my career. <laughs> yeah, I'll never man. make that joke. No. But, uh, but yeah, I know what you're saying. I wonder, sometimes I wonder if, I, if I'm turning into too much, too much of a pussy no. or if I'm just being sensitive to people. Well, that's the thing. You, you, you just get older and you decide these are the things I want to talk about. These are the kind of friends I want to have. Yeah. These are the kind of activities I want to do with my life. And these are the kind of things that I want to talk about on stage. And if people don't... Eventually, your whole obviously you have an audience, but I'm saying eventually, as a comedian, your audience will define itself by your material. Yeah. Not we used to just do stand up wherever they would put us and hope to to gain fans, you know. Yeah. And then hopefully you're gonna like you know maintain it, and then they'll start following you and they'll become your fan because of your material. I you wonder know? if I had known my voice better as a younger comic because I just told whatever fucking joke came to mind and sure. whatever I thought was edgy and if they didn't like it, fuck them, they didn't get comedy. Yeah. But I wonder if I had known more who I was like now, like I do now mm-hmm. at a younger age, if I would have gotten more of a fan base of people going, you know, oh, this fucking kid. Like, I remember just, I just, it's like I'd go for whatever I thought was the hard road. Yeah, I, like I almost felt like if you weren't getting a couple complaints, you weren't doing it right. Oh, see, I was the opposite. Really? I went the hard road because I work clean. You oh, know, I, never, I work clean never the whole time. Clean. I'm still. Yeah, so for me, it was always like, all right, here's the rules. These are my own set rules: clean, no sex jokes, and no relationship jokes. Those are my rules. Okay, which is tough, dude. Now I do some jokes about my wife and yeah, I and stuff yeah, like wait. that. Yeah, what are you talking about? Exactly, dude. I was talking. I was just trying to be like super imaginative and super creative and just wanted to like bend and stretch people's minds that's what i always wanted to do you know dude, what i mean i totally forgot about how fucking hard you made me laugh on that fucking was it conan maybe yeah was it the late show i don't know i've done them i've done them both <laughs> twice each twice what's each. the story some kids stole it too oh yeah 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 oh what? the wrong number story yeah yeah that wrong... was conan yeah that wrong number story was so fucking Thanks, good. Man. Yeah, that was a fun one. God, I totally forgot about that. I think I might, might have tweeted it. I think and you did. Said this is the fucking funniest story I've ever heard. You did. That's. I mean, it's it's, you know, it's, you know, we all have that one joke that has gotten us the most, you know, yeah. notoriety, credibility, and that's mine. You that's know? such a great fucking joke. Now, what happened? Some kid tried to steal it. He did. Oh, really? He did it. He did this. He did my story. And videoed it and put it on his Facebook page. And then Brant Tobler hit me up. And he's like, yo, Oh, dude, yeah. Brant told me no, about that. Yeah, exactly. Brant got way on this. There was a, no, a Vegas comic told me. He's like, dude, you remember I opened for you? This kid did your joke. I thought you should know. And Brant's always in Vegas. You know, Brant lived in Vegas for so long. So then Brant was like, yo, man, I heard about this guy. I'm going to talk to him. Brant started giving him shit. Dude, his, he put the video up. And there was comments on his Facebook page, 250 Everyone being like, you're because I hit him up, I DM'd him, and I go, hey man, you gotta like, yo, I saw that video, I go, that's my joke. He says my name in the joke, and he goes, I'm sorry, man, I didn't know, I thought it happened to me, I was stream of consciousness, I just thought it happened to me, so I started telling the story, and I I probably saw you do it one time, and it just kind of like lived in my head, and I couldn't remember if I did it, or you had done it, or where it came from, and I just did it. And I was like, well, man, you know, I worked really hard. Not just in that situation, but crafting that story, and uh, 
you know, that's not that's a real thing that happened to me. Yeah. You know, you can't steal real things that happen to people. And I'm like, so you might want to take that down. <laughs> I, I was a little. I also called him a hack and a piece of shit. Yeah. Um. And he took it down. He's like, no, blah blah blah. And then everyone else just just shit on him. And I just told him like, dude, you're not going to get anywhere taking other people's material. Like, you're going to have to just be original. And he's like, well, I'm a fan. Maybe like when you're performing, you come out. And I go, dude, I don't want you to ever watch my comedy again. Yeah. I don't but, know what else is going to slip in. There are people who. Who I think genuinely believe themselves. Oh yeah, they they buy into whatever. Like they were talking about Morton Downey Jr. I watched another documentary more about Morton Downey Jr. You remember him? Mm-hmm. And I'm, and they were like he was a sociopath. At one point, he beat himself up and put himself in a fucking stall and put swastikas all over his face and said that these skinheads attacked him. And they were like, he took a lie detector and he passed it. They were, oh, my he, God. And his buddy was like, I helped him cut his shirt up and wrote the swastikas on his face. He was like, it never happened. But he believed it happened. And then people believe it happened and justify justify them going, no, 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 no. That's not how it went down. Like, And you're like, no, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah. Uh, you never – here's my rule. Fucking – well, <laughs> nothing. I'm fucking had a. I have like fucking nine different thoughts about this, but uh, but it's so funny. There, there's you know obviously one story I had that a lot of people are familiar with that you know has been somewhat liberated is the Tracy Morgan story. Yeah, of course. And fucking Ari worked with the dude who told that story. I know that story. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Tony Woods, who the story happened to also, me and him were there. That, that was my the guy I'm with the whole fucking story. Yeah. Tony Woods was in Australia, and he goes, there's a guy telling our Tracy Morgan story oh in Australia. God. And it's just, I mean, it's just, you know, it's like that It's like that. everyone's got the, I've, uh, I've, featured, I've opened for, everyone's had the story. I worked with, uh, Red Fox and that dun, 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 everyone said that happened to them what that you know the dun, 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 dun. no oh you don't no oh it's a good story I worked with Red Fox once and <laughs> no 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 this Billy Crystal is apparently who it happened to but um he goes he goes they're in Vegas and he's going on stage and he's like uh who's going on stage uh Billy Crystal he's working for, he's opening for Red Fox okay and they he's getting ready to go on stage and I'm like listen uh it's sold out uh, Mr. Fox is running a little late, so he may need to stretch. And he's like, not a problem. So he goes up. He does his, like, 10. And he looks over, and they're like, stretch. And so he does, like, another 10. And they're looking. He looks over, and they're like, stretch. So he does, like, another 10. And they're, they're not even there to the side of the stage. So he does another fucking 10. And now he's, like, 45 minutes into hosting, and people are starting to get antsy. And, like, an hour into hosting, and Red, he looks over, and Red Fox still isn't there. Jesus. And so finally, people start fucking getting up and leaving. They're like, fuck this. So by the time Red Fox shows up, I want to say, and look, it's, I'm just telling you the story the way I'd tell it. Mm-hmm. It's hour 20. Billy Crystal's <laughs> been on stage, okay? Mm-hmm. Hosting. He doesn't even have an hour 20. Mm-hmm. He's a young comic, and there's no one in the audience. They're fucking gone. Red Fox finally shows up, and it says, gets there, and they're like, and like go. And you, the band gets into place. And so, um, uh, <laughs> so... Billy Crystal says, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, your headliner for this evening, Red Fox. And the band just kicks in. Yeah. And Red Fox gets out to the mic, grabs the mic, cuts it. Some music goes silent, looks around, he sees 20 people, goes, I ain't performing for no 20 fucking people. And starts walking off, and the band just goes, Oh, my God. But, but Yeah. Um, Tony Woods texted me and he was like, man, some motherfucker's telling our story in Australia, which makes sense. You think, I live in Australia. I heard a great fucking story. No one's at, the guy that it happened to is never coming to fucking Australia. And if he does, I'll know. Yeah. 
I don't know. I've but never dude, been. This isn't like Boardwalk Empire where you can just change your name and become a different person. <laughs> there's the internet. There's you know whatever people. People have different ways of you know. That's the whole thing now, man. There's so many people on this planet. Everyone lives their life a certain way. Yeah. I've also been an ideal, uh, like an optimist, my whole life. You know what I mean? I always think people are genuinely good instead of thinking they're genuinely bad. And I have friends that think people are genuinely bad, you know? And they're very cautious and they think, and I'm always like, dude, how could you even think that person would do that? And, and it's because they've had things under them. And now I'm just starting to like, the curtain's like been coming up over the last two years for me. And I'm like, yeah. man, I want, I need a house somewhere in the woods. You know what I mean? Montana. Yeah, man. Where the fucking grass isn't even really grass. Yeah. It's just this fucking mounds of earth the way God planned it. It's not flat. It's not level. You can't fucking walk in it without breaking an ankle. Yeah. That's what fu- I want to live off the grid like that. Uh, being an optimist and seeing the best in people sets yourself up to be taken advantage of day I know, in and day I out. Know. The second you optimistically look at people and believe the good of them and believe that, yeah, they're doing something bad, but they'll fix it. Or, 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 yeah, they're an alcoholic, they're a drug addict, but they're going to come out of that. You know, like what? Uh, it's going to be fine. <laughs> sure. You just took it to a whole different. I'm saying, I, I just didn't know. You know what I mean? I just think because I always give. I just want the world to be a better place. You know, yeah. that's why. Like my wife is, thinks I'm crazy because anytime we're out in public, I talk to people all the time. I'm sure you do too. Yeah. And I just try to make people laugh. Like I'll be in line and I just say something funny, and my wife's like, "You always got to make people laugh, huh, Jay?" And I'm like, "We just made their day better. They're yeah. just they're feeling better now. What are they going to do?" Um, if I get if I get a subject in my head, like I saw the movie Good Hair, and uh, about black chicks hair, and I was obsessed oh. with it. I was obsessed. So you're asking everybody you saw every black chick <laughs> every time. Hey, can I ask you about your hair? And my, and at one point we're out to dinner, and this black chick comes up to wait on the table, and Leanne goes, "Oh, if you ask this bitch about her hair, I'm gonna fucking get up and leave." <laughs> I'm like, I want to so bad. Like I get an honest inquisitiveness into me, and I just I can't shake it. That's Chris Rock's movie, right? It's the greatest fucking movie. Yeah. Every white man should have to see that movie. Chris Rock, man, that was my first, my first three influences in comedy was Bill Cosby at ten, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy at twelve, okay. and Chris Rock at twenty-one. All black, all black. Uh, I didn't know a white comedian. I mean, Johnny Carson was a huge. Yeah, I love Johnny Carson, but D- my, uh, I'll, I was Sam Kinison was the first one I ever fucking laughed at. Wow. I was in the back of the bus with Brian Callahan, David Jermaine, and Eric Nupple. Eric Nupple's brother, Kurt Nupple, had his arm tied around his waist like with a belt. Remember there you that go, guy? Yeah. So we're all sitting in the back. We're going to an ice skating event in, in Florida. Like they took us ice skating for the day. Fucking mm-hmm. a bunch of Florida kids had never seen ice. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so and Brian Callahan had it on like a Walkman, and we listened to it in the back or a boombox, and I fucking laughed my dick off. Yeah, man. And um and then and then I remember seeing Eddie Murphy, but not getting it. Yeah, like, but I didn't get it. But I remember seeing that with my parents, and then I remember seeing it again in college when I also was smoking weed a lot and laughing fucking hysterically and being like, "Guess this guy's a genius." But I will say the one that got me into stand up, no questions asked, was Chris Rock's "Bring the Pain." Yeah, that's the I, first one. I watched that in college. There's two movies I watched in college that I watched and then started tape recording. Mm-hmm. Hit pause. And fucking ran out, got a twelve pack of beer, came back and started it over. Yeah, train spotting, and oh uh, and Chris Rock's "Bring the Pain." Chris yeah. Rock's "Bring the Pain" was so fucking funny. I went, ah. Oh. I, I mean, we got into Chris Rock big time, man. That whole one of my favorite jokes of all time was when he's talking about like 
how no one respects the dad. They only respect the mother. He's like, all songs about mama. Dear mama. Mama this. He goes, the only song about dad. Daddy was a rolling stone. He goes, what's the only thing daddy got? The one thing daddy got? The big piece of chicken. That's what daddy got. And then he goes, he goes, one day I ate ate the big piece of chicken. My mama, she she took a pork chop and a wing and she sewed them together. She's like, I'm going to make this big piece of chicken. Because that guy's fucking dope. I had a hard time hanging out with Tony and Sherrod when I was young because I was so obsessed with Chris Rock. Really? Yeah, because like I mean, they like, like Tony Wood or Tony Rock. Tony Rock, Tony Rock. I think Tony Rock is hilarious. Oh man. yeah, Tony Rock's hilarious. Sherrod's hilarious. Both of them. Well, Sherrod's but I, super I, funny. I used to, I used to want to talk about. I mean, I'd get around them, and I'd so badly. It's like, and I never once talked about Chris Rock to either of them. Yeah, either of them ever. I never once brought it up, but I remember wanting to, just wanting them one time to go. Man, I was talking to my brother or something, and just be like, "What did he say? He's got the answers to everything." And then I hung out with Chris Rock one night. And it was, um, it's not, it wasn't like a letdown, but I remember going like, oh, we're not even, we don't even have remotely similar career trajectories at all. Yeah. Like what I'm going through, he doesn't have the answers for because he didn't go through it that way. Yeah. And and the way I write a joke, he didn't, he's in a, like, I, we have no connection. Like there's, if we sat down to talk, we wouldn't have much to talk about because he's on such a different fucking level. Yeah. Like I was sitting in the back of the comedy store, it's me, him, Roseanne, Andrew Dice Clay, um, uh, and Louis Anderson. Yeah, and fucking, a small group. It's fucking insane. <laughs> and Chris Rock, I, I was complaining about um, not getting enough feature work. And Chris Rock's like, feature work? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And he goes, you're trying to get feature work? I was like, yeah. He was like, what the fuck are you doing that for, man? Just headline. And I was like, yeah, well... I'm trying. He's like, like, get the fuck out of here, yeah, man. Yeah, and he was like, he was like, I never feature once in my life, and I felt like going, hey, okay, that that I'm sure that means something, but that doesn't. I can't, I can't just say, guys, I'm not featuring. I'm headlining now. Yeah, because I needed the feature work, and I'm also like, and I have a fucking kid. I want, yeah. Maybe I had two kids at the time, and I'm like, and I fucking got to provide. And if I don't feature, that means I'm just hanging out at home, yeah, which man. means it looks a lot like not working at all. Yeah. And so I was like, I was like, okay. And he was like, what else do you want to talk? No, or something like that. And I was like, nothing. I think I'm good. <laughs> like, I don't think we have anything more to talk about. Damn, dude. Like I was like, I, I was like, I yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to follow my own fucking path on this. I'm Bro. sure he didn't listen to anybody. Yeah. No. I mean, that's what I love about dudes who dudes who don't. I mean, we all kind of have a thing in the back of our head, and everyone out there who's not a comedian if you have something in the back of the head you should just follow it and do it that's yeah. what, that's the only thing that makes i don't know i just think that's the only thing that makes life worth it this is the way i look at like uh tv tv work is it just lightens your mood for the rest of the year well because you have less stress because of the money yeah, right it's like it's like look i what i need to do is be comfortable with the amount of stress that entails just headlining just headlining sure Beginning January to December. Well, dude, you are also a road dog. Yeah, but if I can get comfortable with that stress level. Dude, I remember one time saying to my manager, I'm like, I need to get on the road more. And my manager's like, well, I want you to stay in town. And I go, Burke Kreischer's doing 48 weeks. (laughs) And she goes, he's out of his mind. Yeah. I was, I was definitely, I still am out of my mind because I'm working, I'm doing the almost the, roughly the same amount of weeks, and but I'm, and I'm doing travel, but uh, travel channel show. So like I'm going to like Alaska, doing an episode, then doing a weekend in Alaska, then going to the yeah. next, going to Maine and doing a, trying to get one night in Portland, one night in Portland, Maine, one night in Portland, Oregon. So like I'm still, but but I remember I just needed to. I was like I I 
I, I would get depressed being home because I would be like, I'm not fucking providing. I'm not giving anyone money. Yeah. I'm not making any oh, money. Yeah. And I was upset. Like, I was obsessed with the road. And I and I, I just, it was like, I don't know. I think it was like one of these things where it felt good to get on a plane on fucking Wednesday, get into a city, press, press, show, show, big fucking Saturday night, Sunday relax, kind of chill night, early flight back Monday, see the kids Monday, Tuesday, back on. Look at that. Just carrying boxes. Um, Doing work. Yeah, well, you also, I mean, uh, yeah, it's different for everybody. I like going to new cities. I just like being in a city, seeing a city, like being a part of the city. I don't want to be out by, I don't want to be in the middle of nowhere. I want to be in the city. I want to get up. I want to find my coffee shop. I want to start going there every day. I want to write. I want to check out stores. I want to go to restaurants before my shows. Like comics are always like, you know, especially when you're starting out trying to save money, like eating at the club. I'm like, nah, man, I'd rather (laughs) make 200 bucks less this week and eat at nice restaurants and just like. Try a food I've never tried before. I'm like, oh, this is how you guys are doing it in Minneapolis? Done. <laughs> Wait, uh, were you, <clears throat> was, were we together when my dad was in Miami? Yeah. My dad's in town this week. Your weekend. dad blew my mind. You know why? <laughs> why? Because you're like, uh, you like, you said something like, do you want to grab a bite or something? I was like, oh, I got to do, I don't know what I was doing, you know, I think I was seeing some chick, like I met some chick, and then you were like, oh, well, I go, well, I'll see your dad at the show tonight, and you're like, nah, he, he doesn't go to my shows, and I go, what do you, he's probably going to go to the show tonight, and you're like, you're like, nah, I'm just going to walk him around and show him the club, and I go, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, he won't watch me perform. Has yeah. he watched you yet? No. What's his deal? He just, uh, it makes him uncomfortable. Wow. Yeah, he's a, Get it together, bro. He's an interesting guy. He doesn't it makes him uncomfortable to see me up in that in that kind of like arena. Is it that he is nervous to see you fail I think or he's nervous he, I'll fail? I think he's doesn't nervous. Doesn't he get it by now? No. That you're not going to fail and even when you do you're fine with it? No, he doesn't get it. He he's afraid I'm going to fail and he's afraid that I'm going to say something that you know that'll be volatile and like he just it just makes him uncomfortable extremely uncomfortable so he still has never seen me perform he I probably he probably never will he comes to the Tampa shows when I'm in Tampa yeah. and he hangs out at the bar at the Tampa Improv and he can hear me in the other room killing and he won't go in <laughs> what a psycho he won't go in man i wish he if he loved you more maybe you know what i mean <laughs> if he actually yeah. loved you that would be cool <laughs> That'd be cool. He's uh yeah, he's look at Pris got a had fucking ACL surgery. Man, look how big she is. Look at that leg. See her limping on it? Oh yeah, I see. Brand it. new ACL, but she lost some weight. She's back down to 120 now. She's hot trotting her out there? <clears throat> yeah, she's hot trotting her. <laughs> hot trotting around the, the Leanne backyard. got new boots. Oh, what's up, girl? You got new boots on? Leanne got new boots. Someone must have gone to Target today. Watch out now. No, wait, do you st- are you still very clean? Like on do, stage? No, no, no. No, in your house. Do you Oh yeah. Really? Do yeah. you do the cleaning? We talk about it like this. I do the organizing. My wife does the cleaning. I like things in order. You know what I mean? But I also like... I'm a huge interior design freak. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah, dude. I, I love design. So... Really? Like, I designed our whole house, you know? I built our entertainment center. I built our bed. And then in our bed, I put like... This is this is pretty... This is my feminine side because there was no dad in my house. I built the bed in our bedroom. Then I got these antique cast iron hooks that have... um ceramic tips to them and i scattered them on the wall next to the bed and then i hung all my wife's bags and scarves yeah like as display like you're in like a store really yeah for her and i'm like one it's a cheap way to decorate the wall two you spent a lot of money in those bags let's have them showcased and three when you need a scarf they're all out you don't have to go looking for them yeah and then i got like a piece of artwork from kevin christie and then one from my brother and they're friends, and like they know each other, so I framed both of them, and I put them side by side over the bureau that my wife got in Brooklyn, 
you know, and, you know, I just like doing all that stuff. I uh, <clears throat> see. So I, I have like the I have the eye for design, but I take it one step too far. Oh yeah. So like, so like, I oh, had look a, at this from dude. I had that hook. This this is all DIY. Yeah, but did they they took all your stuff. Yeah, they got all my shit and just put it up on the walls. So I, when I lived in New York, I was like, I thought. I saw somewhere that hook thing. I mm-hmm. saw that hook thing. I go, that's fucking badass. Mm-hmm. I go, I'm going to get hooks. I'm going to put hooks all around my fucking <laughs> No closet, bro. <laughs> no closet, just hooks. <laughs> it, it looks like a fucking meat locker for a homeless guy. <laughs> just a fucking 80 hooks you went everywhere. It, I fucking, oh, I was like, fucking hooks, bitches. Dude, do it. I, I used to, in college, I used to um, recover couches. Oh, really? Like as a job? <laughs> No, for like money, like people. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, for a job, but not for like a real. <laughs> no, job. for cash on the side, man. Yeah, for like, but like people be like, have a cool couch, and I'd be like, hey, man, like a cool looking couch. I go, let me recover that for you, and it'll look brand new. And so, like, really, and I was like, Dude, yeah, you're like that drug addict in like the in the neighborhood. that's like, let me refresh that couch, man. Yeah, <laughs> come on, like twenty bucks. She hurt her back again. Oh, she got a lot of weight. Dude, she's carrying. so much, such pain in our ass. Five grand. Five grand to fucking fix that leg. Damn it. <sighs> My dad's like, really? You're going to keep the dog for five fucking thousand? The dog didn't cost $5,000. I'm like... <laughs> That's an emotion. That guy has no emotional attachment. What do you want? <laughs> Doesn't even love his own son. He, uh, he loves me in his own way. So, wait, so yeah, I used to recover couches, but then I, I'd get real artsy, and I'd buy like fucking five fabrics, and then mm-hmm. I'd do each cushion a different mm-hmm. fabric, each arm a different fabric. Like I, it was, I was really into it. I was like, I can make some real fucking loot. I went overboard when I used to live with my buddy Jordan, and I that, back then I did all decorating everything, you know. And finally, the day when he decided he had to move out, when you walked in, we had this like little two bedroom cottage in Venice, and you walk in, and it was like a little black and white checkered floor that was like the house from that from you know it was I don't know probably fourteen by six feet was the checkered floor, and then it was all hardwood floor. And I'm like, man, I hate this checkered floor, man. It doesn't flow with the wood. It's all one room. There's no separation. I get what it used to be. It used to be a sunroom. They took the wall down. They never changed the floor. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make my own rug. I'm going to make a rug. And I went to the fabric store, and I got brown, like cowhide type stuff. And like I got four different like patterns that were all wood and natural yeah. tones to go with the wood. And I staple gunned all of it down. <laughs> And he came in the house and he slipped like because they weren't they weren't stapled throughout. They were just stapled on the edge, you know, and he slipped. and He's like, I'm moving out, man. I'm moving out. I'm like, what's the matter, bro? You don't like the rug? He goes, that's not a rug, dude. That is not a rug. I've learned since then. I've never made a rug. In college, in college, we had an apartment. Me, my buddy Ozzy, uh, my buddy Clint and my buddy Mark. Mm hmm. We got it. This is a fucking badass. I mean, this is like, this is almost well, like make-believe shit. What year were you at this point? One, January, December. <laughs> first junior year. Your first junior? First How many junior, junior years year. did you have? Four? Two junior years, two sophomore years, one freshman year, and then one senior year. Six years. Uh, well, and I had a couple summers where you didn't know what I was. <laughs> so so but so uh is my first junior year we move into this we get this mark ringhaver calls us up and says um i got i got they had mark ringer and this guy jp had this badass fucking house there was mm-hmm. a there was a teacher there was a history teacher i think or an English, a history teacher and he was selling drugs to the football players and he was having sex orgies in his house jesus and and some of the people were underage 
uh, the like seventeen, like freshmen. Oh, okay, and but it was like he'd, all the football players that all fucking smoke crack or whatever. Look, Jesus. mind you, also this is me telling you the story that I remember. Yeah, of course, that happened twenty years ago, probably. Yeah. So, um, so, but it's true. I'll, I wish I could find remember the dude's name, and I'll I'll call. I'll see if I can get the guy's name. But he was a teacher, and he he had tenure, and he got caught with drugs and and having sex orgies in his house, and they fucking. They were like, you're gone. He was like, he escaped to Minnesota, took off to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I think probably pled innocent, whatever, got some plea deal, moved, probably ratted somebody out that was selling sure. him the drugs, moved to Minnesota, but he had this house that he owned. And he was like, I'll just fucking rent it for 800 bucks a month. So he rented it at JP and Ringhaver. They had it, and it was the ultimate party house. It was a big fucking house. Yeah, dude, it was an orgy house. <clears throat> and they And it was fucking massive. And and they used to have insane parties in there, like one rooms, all bars. There was a hot tub inside there. It was like insane. Jesus. So they lived there for like two years, and then they call us and they're like, "Hey, you guys want this house?" And we're like, "Fuck yes, we get this house." But by then, it had had two years of these guys trashing it. It was four dudes when they lived there. Yeah. They had been just been trashing it. But when we got there, it was pretty fucking wrecked. But it was still a fucking badass house. We mm-hmm. do parties, and the dude, the teacher who had the sex orgies and drugs. Left all his shit in the in the attic, so we go in the attic and fucking go through his shit. Like, and and he was a smart guy, so he had like he had like diaries, he had like everything up there. It was insane. I'll never forget. We put on, we would like go up there, smoke weed, light fireworks, and just because he had boxes of fireworks, and we just it was insane. So, at one point, our fucking we got a pool table, we have a bar, we have a jacuzzi, we have. A workout station oh, outside. It's in the woods. So our backyard is just all thick woods. It's all woods. The dogs can go out in the backyard. We got a huge backyard. We have a huge grill out that it's built into the Dude, brick. I don't know why it took pit. you six years to graduate, man. This is why I had two junior years. <laughs> and so, and that's also the year Ben Seberg lived with me. Ben Seberg lived there also. And Seberg taught me drinking for no reason at all. He goes, it's the best reason to drink. When you have no reason at all to drink, he goes, it's so much fucking fun. I was like, show me an example. He goes, let's get a bottle of gin. One bottle of bottle of gin in the middle of the afternoon. Fucking started drinking. I go, this is fucking awesome. Gin, this was dude. a crazy year. This is when, this was an insane fucking year. Um, and so... <laughs> So I come up with the genius idea. And mind you, I had been redoing couches. I had redone our couches in this house. Mm-hmm. And um, and I came up with the idea to simplify our lives. I go, guys, I got a fucking game plan. Our kitchen looks like a fucking mess. We had checkered floors, but they, didn't, they were like beat up checkered floors. Mm-hmm. Our dishes were fucking to the top every time. So I, goes, I go, guys, we're revamping everything. We're painting everything, everything in the kitchen black. Everything is getting a coat of black paint. Oh, my God. And we're throwing out every fucking dish in the house except for five. What? We're keeping five plates, five bowls, five spoons, five forks, five knives, and five cups. And that's it. Everyone gets their plate, and I took the paint. And I wrote our initial (laughs) on our our letter for our name on the fucking plate. On the plate, dude? (laughs) I was like, guys, this is, I go, this kitchen's going to look clean because it's all black. And I go, we'll all have one fucking plate. And it was like, it was, the, there were always fucking five dishes in the sink. Yeah, five, And you just clean the top one, all the fucking, but here's the worst part. We painted it in Tallahassee in the summer. We paint the whole kitchen black. And then oh. we like open the windows, open the doors, let it air out. Mm-hmm. Two, ga- <laughs> two days goes by and it's still, still not dry. Wet. It's still yeah, not of dry. course. Four days and it's still dry. And we're it's still not wet. And we're like, still still not dry. And we're like, fuck, what do we do? And Ozzy's like, I can't. 
we haven't been in our kitchen for four fucking days. <laughs> I mean, there's no one's been in our kitchen. So we're like, fuck it. So we uh, we just started walking on the paint. So the paint was like this mix what of... What is wrong just, with you? I, was, I had some really horrible fucking Dude, I'm going to take the hooks over that idea. Oh, we... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a funny fucking... We painted the... There was a... Uh, there was a table built into the wall, like mm-hmm. a little breakfast nook. We painted that black. Painted the stools black that were there. Painted the walls black. The fucking. Did you floor ever paint black. it back? No, no. Oh no, no. And then, and then I got we got really fucked up one night. And in my room, I had built, I built a fucking loft in my room, like mm-hmm. with fucking eight by twos. I mean, this thing like just thick ass wood it wasn't coming down. And drilled it directly into the fucking cement wall. With anchors and then a chain going for that, and it, it was not moving. Yeah, I mean, you didn't even need the chain. Was, oh, really? it was a loft. Was what is a loft? It was a loft. Oh, it was a loft. Yeah. It was a fucking yeah. loft. And and then on one night, fuck it up. I the cover. For, I drew the cover for uh, um for the, fear the and wall loathing, fear and loathing oh. Las, Las Vegas. I drew the cover above my TV and magic marker. I, I have gridded it out. I took the book. I gritted it out. And then oh I put it up there and I gritted it out. And I drew the fucking cover and it looked badass. Right above my TV. My room was a fucking masterpiece. I loved it. I had a couch in my room. I had this de- this table like this. Yeah. But underneath I put all my pictures from Europe. No, no, not from Europe. I haven't gone to Europe yet. I don't know what I put under there. I guess maybe like some uh, like, some some pictures of us. We hiked the Appalachian Trail. Did me and you, a bunch of friends. You didn't do the whole thing, did you? No, just like fucking 40 miles. My buddy filled the whole thing. Really? Start to finish, five months, dude. Oh, we did. We did a week. We did like forty. That's tight. Fifty it's miles. Still tight. Yeah, it's before I knew that a bear could kill you out there. Yeah, and so, but yeah, and then I, at one point we just stopped paying rent. And we're like, what? The, you know, what the fuck's guy going to do? And he stopped asking for it. And we were like, this is great. So like the last two months, like three months, no one paid any rent. I go to Russia, leave all my shit there. I come back, and I'm like, I'm going to get my shit. I'd saved some stuff, like a couple baseball gloves I put in my girlfriend's place. I get back. Yeah, that's all you need. I get back to pull up to the house, and it's gone. The house was? Fucking tore it down. Shut up, dude. They tore it down. They built condominiums. Oh, my God. I was like, what happened to our house? And they're like, he fucking sold it. We moved out. Like, our last month, we moved out, and we got whatever shit we got. Like, they had saved, like, my bike and whatever I had kept there, but my bed, gone. Dude, like, fucking the fear and loathing, was that... Fear and loathing gone, God and you know what's so funny is I wanted to fucking cut that out of the wall with whatever it was and take it with me because it was so fucking badass. That fucking house was amazing. I mean, we just dude, that's insanity. My buddy Clint was going through some OCD at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, so was uh, he keeping it clean? Yeah, <laughs> except for yeah. that kitchen. Yeah, but a spider bit his dick. Yeah, it's a fucking long story, but that has nothing to do with OCD. Yeah, but it does. If you if a spider, I got a spider bit me in the back of the head recently, uh-huh. like two weeks ago. A, I think it was a black widow bit me in the back of the head. I woke up in the middle of the night, I was shooting trip flip. I started throwing up. Oh really? And I couldn't sleep. I was shaking. And I was ice cold, but I was sweating. And I woke up the next morning and I couldn't stop sweating. And I couldn't even do the activity we we're supposed to do that day because I was just so fucked up. And I was like, dude, is this what is this? And then I felt the lump. But then you feel it and it gets huge and it's hard as a rock and it's hot and you're like, Do I have fucking cancer? Like you really So what start- you do? Did you ever go to a doctor? No, I came I I showed it to my sound guy and he was like, No, I don't see anything. I go, I feel two bite marks. He's like, I don't see them. I come home, I show Leanne and Leanne's like, Yeah, you have two fucking distinct bite marks on the back of your head. Jesus. She's like, You got bit by a spider. And so then then all those achy muscles and joints make sense. But I'm still having like joint pain in my hand, joint my pain wife in my is foot. Oh, do you get spiders in the house? 
Yeah. My wife's always freaking out about the spider. She's like, last night, she's like, Jay, there's something in the... You have to come see this thing. You have to get it out. I'm not kidding you, dude. Maybe this big. It was this huge roach, like huge, oh. like almost like a baby mouse. And I flicked it outside. And she goes, I go, and you could, when it hit the, the, the back lawn, you heard like a, <laughs> yeah, it was insane, dude. Um, and I'm just like, she's like, Jay, we need to, we're going to have to seal up that door. And I go, what makes you think it came through the door, Kate? Yeah. Like she always, she thinks she just has, like it was there. That's where I'm like, we live in California, Southern yeah. California. There's going to be spiders. There's going to be bugs. That's just the way it is. Black gonna be spiders ants. are huge here. Yeah. There's tons they're in my backyard. all over our backyard. Yeah, they're wood, all over. Anywhere near wood, man. So you're, look out. Fucking wood pile over there. My wife orders fucking 10, whatever. Uh, what is it? What's it called? Like a click of wood or it's whatever? It's called a cord. It's a cord. Yeah. Like 10 cords of wood. Or whatever, and it's fucking like all against our wall, covered in black widow spiders, and they won't fucking spray Look at the this. wood. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> Out at night, having fires, and then yelling at her for order in the wood. <laughs> but yet you want to have your fires. Yeah, but I have to panic every time I take the wood from the cord <laughs> d- depot to the, the fucking depot. <laughs> to the fire pit going, I'm getting bit. I'm getting You're bit. You're gonna, dude. Um, yeah, I'm you fucking did. terrified of black widow spiders. When I was a kid in Florida, we had roaches everywhere. And I remember one time laying in bed on my back, and I'm looking at something on the ceiling trying to figure out what it was. Roach. Falls, no. drops right on my chest. Ugh. I was in fucking first grade. Maybe slept with my parents until fourth. <laughs> fucking terrified. Of, like, just that. I'm all set. Anything going in my mouth while I sleep? Ugh. You know, supposedly, they say statistically, Thune does a joke about it. Like, three spiders a year go and crawl into your mouth and just crawl down your throat. <laughs> that happens. Maybe. I. Oh, fuck. I mean, I sleep with my mouth open. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? It's not like. You need that stuff, man. My buddy Colin, when we were in college, was like, huh? Something's wrong with my ear. And you're like, what? He's like, yeah, my ear, man. It's fucking killing me. I feel like I feel it's like rattling. No, don't. Don't. Cockroach crawled in oh the ear. Oh, my God, dude. And got stuck. Oh, my God. That I just is felt that fucking disgusting right there. Colin. Colin's the same guy, oh by the way, who... um. I don't know. He he he's. I think they talked about him in the Rolling Stone. He passed out one time smoking a bowl, and the bowl burned his face. And he had a ring like around his face of like a, a metal bowl. Yeah. And then another time, uh, got into a fight at a Taco Bell. Took a swing at a guy through the drive-through window, missed, and almost cut his arm off. And they took him to the hospital. And he was so drunk. I wish I could remember his last name right now. He was so drunk they had to hold him down. And he thought <laughs> the doctor said. All right, looks like we're gonna have to take skin from his scrotum and put it on his arm, and and he fucking lost his mind, and they had to sedate him, like almost like put him in. What a had fucking, they said? I don't know, but we sat in a car one time trying to guess all the things the doctor <laughs> got a new. I got a new modem for my computer, and God's <laughs> yeah. like, not my scrotum. Yeah. <laughs> so we sat in a car one time driving to Key West, laughing hysterically. Dude, Andy Sheftall was one of those guys that. Uh, that I could have hung out with all the time is inside jokes. Yeah. Like something about inside jokes. I love inside jokes. That's everything, you know? In my writing, like, you know, show writing, I'm always trying to create the inside jokes between characters because it just, it defines, like, who people are. You know what I mean? It gives them a little layer. Yeah, of course. Like family jokes, that's something I always love, dude. My family jokes, like, in our family growing up, I'm sure you have jokes with the, you know, the kids and stuff, you know, that... That your family's always going to have. But I wonder sometimes if I think they're funny because they're my kids yeah, or if they are funny. Well, either way, I'm not saying you need to take it outside of your family, but inside the family, you'll always have those jokes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Like my brother one time, we 
every summer we go away to Lake Winnipesaukee, New Hampshire, and one of the things we Lake would Winnipesaukee. do. Lake Winnipesaukee. Yeah, you ever been? No, but I saw What About Bob. Oh, yeah, okay. There Lake Winnipesaukee. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's the best. One of my favorite fucking, one of my favorite fucking lines ever. When he goes, he goes, uh, he walks in to then he goes, I, is there a Carol here? And he's dressed as a detective. She goes, I'm Carol. And he goes, Carol, are you familiar with a Bob? And she's like, yes. And he goes, he just committed suicide an hour ago. And she's like, he did? <laughs> yes, we were wondering where Dr. Leon, what you want to call it, is saying. He's at Lake Winnipesaukee. And he goes, Lake Winnipesaukee? <laughs> <laughs> well, we would go there. I did not make that funny. It doesn't Sorry. matter. If people are, I don't, I don't really know that movie. Oh. I know it a little bit. Richard Dreyfus, right? And, Richard Dreyfus. Bill, who's that guy, Bill Murray? Yeah, Murray. <laughs> Bill fucking Someone Murray. Who doesn't know who he is. <laughs> um, Anyway, we go up there every summer, and one of the things we would do is we'd always go to a movie one night. You know, we'd be there like six days, seven nights, or what, seven days, six nights, and one night we'd always go to a movie, and Return of the Jedi was out, and my brother thought he was old enough to sit by himself. You know, and he's like, I'm not going to sit with the family. I'm going to sit by myself, and it was packed, dude. Yeah. So he sat by himself, <laughs> and he was like 10 maybe, or, you know, whatever, and he ended up sitting next to like a World War, uh, Vietnam vet, <laughs> and any time they got to the woods... This guy would freak out and be like, search, 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 screaming. And his buddy would be like, calm down, Jim, calm down. And my brother's sitting right next to the dude. My brother's like, oh, my God. And he can't, he can't come sit with us because there's no yeah. seats. And now it, like, it was a joke through our family. It would always be, search, search, search. Like anytime anything came up with Adam, you know what I mean? It's the best. Uh, that's the kind of stuff I love. I always wanted to date my friend's sisters because I enjoyed them. Me too. So I thought your sister must be fun. It's fun if she grew up with you. Oh yeah, I mean, I just always, I always had. These are the chicks I always want to date. I always wanted to date one of my buddy's sisters just because I wanted to be part of their family. You know yes. what I mean? And it was just, I just loved it. I always wanted to marry a chick who already had a kid because I didn't have a dad, so I wanted to be like the guy who stepped in to be the dad for the kid. You know what really? I mean? Yeah. And I always wanted to marry a chick so she could get her green card. You know what I mean? I always thought that was the sexiest thing. I like, the first time I heard about, it, I'm like, what do you mean? You just marry a girl so she can get her green card and then she has to be your wife? And I'm like, so I can just bang her whenever I want because she's mine? That's the way I always looked at it. Oh, I remember hearing about that too. I heard it was Greer. Oh, I probably shouldn't say it, but yeah, Greer Barnes married a He's a comic. Yeah, I know York. Greer. Greer married a chick. And he yeah, has that horse thing. He's one of the funniest yeah, fucking he does comics that thing like crazy ever. Good. He's fun to party with too. I bet. And uh, he. Married a chick from Israel, I want to say, and she got a green card. And I remember that was when I first heard that if you married someone from out of the country, they got a green card. Mm-hmm. I was like, shut the fuck up. I never wanted to marry a, a, someone to get the green card. And I, always I, wanted, I, I, I knew a girl in New York who married this guy in the U.S. so she could get her green card. And then he got a European card so he could be a citizen in Europe. And I just remember always looking at her like, oh, I could just take, I could, I could have been the guy. And I just never have to see them, but I could just bang you on the, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. the thing. Like, when they come in, you got to fuck them. Yeah. You know? I met a dude. I met a dude. Um, in, I met a guy. I'm not going to say where. I met some friends. I did a show. Two friends show up, and they're with their other friends. Where was this? Fucking Denver. Why did I, <laughs> I knew you'd say it. I, I just like, yeah, I'll I say it. I, it's the, the little bits make me make the story real for me. Mm-hmm. So it, I meet them. We all go out drinking at that bar next door. And this guy is like, I mean, just looks like he's fucking 
barely thrown together. Like just like he's wearing a turtleneck. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm just like, I don't, does that still go? I don't remember people wearing. I don't think it's still yet. happening, man. He's wearing a turtleneck and it's tucked in, and he's got jeans and his and his shoes. No belt. His shoes are like white, uh, white New Balance shoes. Just doesn't look. Yeah, no belt like that. Not, but his hair is he's balding and thinning, and his chick is a fucking twelve. Yeah. His chick is so hot, and she's Russian. So as I'm telling. She's she's standing around holding court, telling everyone why my story is true. I grew up in Russia. I know this to be true. I know they run trains. They run everything. When I left two years ago, I left two years ago, it's still that bad. And she's going on. She's telling everyone. She goes, I know it's true. And what you say, that's what that means. Like She's holding court. And I'm like, God damn it, man. If I was fucking single, I'd think... That she's with this guy, I could totally get this chick. Yeah. So they like walk away, and I'm like, "So where did you guys meet?" And the guy's like, "Oh, I, I flew her over to get her a green card." I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, Russian mail order bride." I was like, "Shut the fuck up." He's like, "Yeah, I flew over her mom and her sister and her, and they all live with me, and yeah, we're married." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, why didn't I do Say that?" Say what you will, man. Say what you will. You know? Yeah, I'd fucking. I mean, I, I don't know if I could have, like, the mom and the sister living in my house. That would make me fucking crazy. But, like, I could definitely have a fucking slamming hot <laughs> fucking 12. He's just grateful. Yeah, man. Just like, this is all this is really beautiful, Bert. Like, my buddy Tim Scott that was item on my podcast. He was my ex-producer for Hurt Bert. Mm-hmm. He now lives in fucking Bali and just slams tens all fucking night long. <laughs> and when they break up with him because they're, he, they're cheating on him or something, he, he doesn't care. Because yeah. I don't care. There's a million of you guys floating around. Bottom line is, to everybody out there, there's just everyone can live their life a different way. It just all matters what you want and how you want to do it. That is such a brilliant statement because mm-hmm. I l- have lately been saying, you know what, I'm cool with not like, uh, like I've, I've beat myself up that I'm not going out and trying to do as many shows as we were talking about mm-hmm. that. But I'm like, I'm cool with who I am. I'm a dad. Yeah. I'm a fucking dad of two little kids who need me around more than I need to be in clubs. Yeah. And I will continue to write, and I'll go through a period again where I'll be in the clubs a lot, but it's not right now because I'm gone a lot, and when I'm home, I need to be home for them. But I'm cool with who the fuck I am. Dude, I just had a huge breakthrough with my wife last night in our marriage. So a lot of people out there, whether you're married or not married, I always looked at it, and I'm like, some, they're, you know, marriage is tough at times. You know, yeah. Obviously, everyone has tough times. And there have been times over the last like eight months, I'm like, man... My wife and I just don't have much in common. Like, we have things, and we love each other, we have things in common, but I'm like, man, I always thought I'd, like, garden with my wife. I'd always thought, like, I'd interior design with my wife. Yeah. I thought we'd, like, I'd be building shit in the woodyard, and she'd be out there sitting with me, you know what I mean? And she'd yeah. make, make fresh lemonade. This is what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> this is just not who my wife, that's what I want, you is know what I mean? because you didn't grow up with, a, like, a married couple to watch? I probably. <laughs> You know how many times I saw my parents in a room together? Uh-uh. Once. Once in my entire life. One really? time. Yeah. My dad came to our house. He took us out. And then he wanted to get some stuff out of the safe. We had a safe in the basement because he was like in antiques and stuff. And he had, we do, we used to have Confederate money, like from the Confederacy. I thought you said Confederate flags. No. <laughs> we used Confederate flags all over the house. Dude, we had all kinds of stuff, man. Um, and so, like, he was getting all this stuff out. And my mother came out of the den to like tell him, like, you're not taking that stuff out of the house, you know? Like, yeah. And then they just had this fight in the kitchen, and we watched it. It was the only time. Anyway, yeah, so I, I just always looked at like what I wanted. I waited really late in my life to get married. I want, I'm 37. You know, I think a lot of people get married. My friend, a lot of friends got married in their 20s. I got married at like 30, 34, you know? We're having a yeah. baby. I'll be 38 when we have the baby, you know what I mean? So, you know, and um, I just always thought that. And I, and I remember... Th- in like in the last eight months, I'm like, especially with the baby coming, you know, I'm like, God damn it! Like, what? 
like we I always thought I'd have these things in common. You know what I mean? Like I brought you limoncello that I made. You think my wife is ever going to make a limoncello? She's like, I don't want to do that, Jay. That's what you want to do. And I'm like, I just thought you'd want to do what I want. I thought that's what people did. Yeah. But so last night I'm working on this script, you know, and I got to hand it in. I wanted to hand it in today. I gave my my own deadline, you know, to the production company. And uh, my wife always wanted to be an editor. And I was like, will you read the script and then give me notes and we'll do it together? And she's like, yeah. And we did that for two hours last night. It was unbelievable, dude. And I was like, this is it. This is my lemoncello. This is my gardening. You know what I mean? Yeah. we, this is what we should be doing all the time because she's super good at it and she loves it. And like every time she'd give me like a note of something correct, she'd yell a little bit. I'm like, would you stop yelling at me, please? <laughs> and she loved She was like getting – you could physically see her get excited about us doing it together. Yeah. And I was excited too. And I'm like, oh, man, major breakthrough. She, my wife, my book is – see that big stack of paper? Yeah. It's my book. <laughs> That's a big stack, dude. <laughs> yeah. And so my I get – they what they do is they send you like a stack and then they – uh, it's yours, and they've had a copywriter go through and kind of correct whatever is wrong. So I go through, and I either accept notes or change things they need changed. Mm-hmm. And I go through, and I give it like a once-over. And, and then my wife's like, you're not handing that in. Give it to me. My wife, by the way, every fucking chapter I wrote, I'd write it, and then I'd send it to her, and she'd like clean it up. Yeah. Like take like spell-check the whole thing, make yeah. sure all my sentences made sense. And then any part that didn't make sense... She'd highlight and send it back and go, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so I'd have to go through and do it again. And so, I mean, I would not have gotten done my book had it not been for my wife. That's but it, awesome. was a, it was really fun because we got into this very creative space. And at one point I said, you know, why don't, like, like I'd, I'd get done and I'd tell, her, I'd tell her a story at dinner. Like I had this great story about Ralph Sampson. And I tell her this story at dinner. And she's like, that needs to be in the fucking book. I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where? <laughs> and I, and so I'm like I'm like fucking all right. So I start writing the story, and then I give it to her, and she's like, you know what? You're, when you tell it, and I don't know if you allude to it or not, but you missed this. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. then at one point in the book, I go, this is fucking great. We could have a partnership. I go, I've got my wife is a screenwriter for a long time before we oh, got married. Perfect. I go, why don't I just fucking give you my ideas? You write them, and then she was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 don't you think I have good ideas? Yeah, and I was no, like, no, I but like, but like, my ideas are really good. Like, <laughs> like I have really good ideas. And she's like, mm, I, I think if I'm going to write them, they're probably going to be my ideas. I go, no, but we can make money if me and you write them together. It's like, no, what you're saying is I'm writing out your ideas. And I go, yeah. I go, well, I'll do first draft. She's like, no, I don't want to be your partner. If I do something, great. If you do something, I will help you get it done. But we're not a fucking team. Okay. Like, like she put her foot down, but but like she was like. She's I like, said the same thing to my wife last night. I'm like, this is what this is what we should do for now on. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'll write you you sting. And she goes, Oh, I'm just good enough. I go, No, babe. You're. She'd also like be like she. Would, it wasn't just grammatical and stuff like that. She'd be like, I don't know why, but I just don't know. I just don't think this little section works right here. Like, what yeah. is what is Jay trying to say to Shannon? And I was like, All right, let me look at it. And then I would like pitch her ideas, and then she'd be like, Oh, I like that. And then I'm like, Hold on. And then I'd write, and the, you know what I mean. And, and it was awesome. And then she was like, oh, Okay. My whole point in this whole thing was I, because I come from a product of divorce. My one of my thing was I never want to get divorced. Yeah, at least if there were kids involved. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think it can get real ugly for kids, and I want to be able to give my kids the experience that I never had as having two parents in the house and a family. You know. Yeah. But I think nowadays people take an easy road, and they can find anything. You know what I mean? To be like, nah, this isn't going to work. You know what I mean? I don't need it. I don't want to be around it. You know, we're just lazy now, and we don't realize, like, you can figure it out. And for me, last night, it was just like this thing, and I was like, not saying I was thinking about divorce, but in my head, I was like, 
<sighs> like especially when you have that kid coming for me it was like way more set in stone now i'm like well there's no way out now bro yeah i'm not leaving this kid you know and then i was just like you can find a way to make things work so what i'm saying is everyone's got their limoncello out there yeah that's gonna be my book bro finding your limoncello dude it's not a bad idea i would fucking love to be able to write like some sort of self-help book but i'm just such a fucking mess I'm imagine some... burke christ's self-help book i want to teach a class in college you fucking i want to teach a class at florida state for like Two semesters for one year. I want to teach a class about about uh, growing up and about the the things that are important in growing up and the things that aren't important and about life and cover important subjects for one class, almost like a podcast would be. Like guys, today we're talking about the Ottoman Empire for no reason at all, other than it'll be fun to bring it up at a dinner party. Or guys, you know what? Here today we're going to learn how to do shots. Like just teach them how to be fucking grown ups because when they get out of college, there's no like like all of a sudden you're like burst into like I need a stereo, I need yeah. a fucking TV, a bed, I gotta get an apartment, I'm moving to Atlanta. Like I want to go and go. You don't have to do any of that shit. Get a job on a cruise ship. Fuck oh, Greek yeah. chicks for a year. Like like there's so many things about growing up that no college kid looks at because they're so into a fucking box. It's like it. it, it That's the thing. That's the only time. I said to my wife the other day, I'm like, just in the same vein, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to move soon to somewhere else in L.A. And she goes, oh, yeah, I'm open to that. And I'm like, you know why? And she goes, why? I go, because we're about to have this kid. And when the kid's three, it's going to have to be in a, start focusing on a school system. So we have two to three years right now. We can live anywhere we want and, and that is to a, worry. That is very genius, by the way. And that's the thing. We lived in Hollywood. We didn't need to live in Hollywood. We could have lived anywhere, and I wish we had. Now we're in the valley, and we are, we're stuck. We're, we're landlocked. Yeah. We can't go far because all our friends are here. Yeah. George's friends are here. Isla's friends are here. Our school is there. Yeah. We're in this school system. It's a good school system. But it's like, and they're not selling any houses in this neighborhood, and we've kind of outgrown our house a tad bit. Yeah, not really, because we could totally stay here for another fucking easily another like f- uh, three years. Maybe, <laughs> I guess I don't Can you know. Bring this with George's, you? No, no, I can't. I, know, well, I think dude. we're just gonna keep this house forever and then buy another house. Oh, cool. And then rent this one yeah, out. So, sure. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, this is the way my brain works, and this is a little larger. But I go, I'll keep this house and I'll rent it out, and I'll only rent it out to comics just like me. I'll keep the fucking mortgage low as shit so comics who are fucking busting their ass on the road yeah, that'd be tight. can take put their kids into a good school that's free, have a great creative space to do their podcast, shoot shit out of, and like their their family will be happy. Like That's the way my brain works. And I go, but then I'm sure it, it never works that way. Yeah. It's, it like when, it's like when Zach said, I'm going to start a fucking artist community in North Carolina for people who aren't as lucky as me and don't have millions and they can come here and work on their art. Like, I do believe I want to pay. Farm, does he do that? Yeah, I think he, I think so. I don't fucking know. But like, but yeah, like that's my way my brain works. I know this place has been a very positive energy place for me. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, like this, this house is turn my life around because i feel like i own something I have, it's not huge. you don't feel like you do bro. Well, no, but it's like a, it's a good feeling i go out and i stand in my front yard and i wave hi to people when they walk by in the morning with a cup of coffee yeah man. and it's like it's cool it's cool i go into my backyard and i fucking lift weights in my in my grass well it's i mean like, that's a little white trash but. that's fucking we had a fucking we had an above ground pool remember that thing <laughs> that wasn't first of all that was not an above ground pool yes it was i know it was but it was like it was like the kiddie pool vert. It wasn't yeah, like a full blown. Like who no. set that? Like you can set up yourself above ground pool. Yeah. That's the kind of above ground pool. Oh yeah, know. and I tore it down myself too. Yeah. I just stabbed it and let it flood into the lawn. Oh my god! Yeah, I was like, "Fuck this pool!" 
<laughs> um, yeah, dude, move, move. Do you We're know gonna. What? We're gonna. This is what I'm, I said to Leanne. I go this this last trip we took for this this last season of trip flips has been extremely life defining for me. Yeah, in a lot of ways. I found out shit I don't want to do for real. I've never said no on any other show, but I started finally saying like, I don't know if I want to learn how to base jump. Like, I, like. And I, I'm saying that, like, like I go, I don't know if that's in my fucking cards. Now, yeah. And I know clearly, like, my bosses are listening to this now. But, like, there's, I've never done that. I've always just said, I'll do, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. The first time I was like, I got two kids. Base jumping is one of the most dangerous activities in the entire world. Yeah. I don't know if I want to learn. But I've done stuff that I never thought I wanted to do that now I'm really glad I did. did. Like, like what? Took motorcycle lessons. That's learned how dope. To, learned how to ride a motorcycle. I'm doing scuba lessons next week. And I was like, you know what? I said to Leanne, I go, let's do scuba lessons together. Let's learn how to scuba dive together so that we have that. Yeah. So it's something we enjoy. And then we can take trips and go scuba diving together. Yeah. Like, that would be cool. And she's like, all right. And so I took slack, uh, slack key guitar lessons. I took samba. I'm taking samba lessons. So, like, all these things are things Hold that I've... Hold on. Hold on. What? Okay. You can't throw out three dope things. And then- Motorcycle, <laughs> scuba, guitar, and then throw samba in there. Like, that's just a dope thing to do. <laughs> and we're doing salsa lessons, man. Well, she wants to do samba. Yeah, of course. So I was like, fuck, I'll do that with her if she takes scuba lessons. But I'd love to learn how to scuba dive. It's the like paddle boarding. I just got into paddle. I've always paddle boarded for every show I've been in. We've had at least two episodes a season where you go paddle boarding. Mm-hmm. And I've never been good at it, but now I've done it so much that I'm actually good at it. Yeah, it's tough. I've, I've done it once, and I it was I, it's I hard felt as like shit. Three times, man, I God, dude, it's really hard. Yeah, look at this fucking. But once this is what them, you got. This is what you got in your fucking life. Look at this. She's gonna come sauntering by. Look, turn around. Yeah, what's up? Oh my God, what? She's a fucking grown up, man. She's nine years old. What did she get a retainer in? Yeah, they both have fucking. That's another thing, man. Nah, fuck that. My kids' teeth are jacked. Deal with it, bro. <laughs> George's are jacked, and we're just—it's like just fucking retainers, crowns, everything. You know who did my teeth? Who? A grad student at Tufts University. That's how little money we have. My mom's like, "Nah, we'll just go to a grad school. They'll do your teeth." <laughs> Let me see your teeth. They look great. Yeah, they're perfect. Yeah, but I mean, this was this is fifth grade to eighth, bro. Really? Yeah. I had bad teeth growing up. Yeah. Did you have braces? No, I had no enamel on my teeth, and I got hit in the mouth with a baseball bat. No enamel? No enamel. Georgia has no enamel on her teeth. What the hell's that? Just means... Um, it's, bad breeding? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's Irish. It's yeah, fucking right? dirty Irish. I'm, yeah. I'm lowland Ireland. So one of the things I always talk about with like like slavery. My family wasn't even here. Like We didn't show up into this country until like the late 1800s. And then... like. What, 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 I don't know what's like, going on. Like everyone, talk, like the, You're trying to get a, out of the guilt, man. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I remember one time in college, like we had this black uh, English class and a white English class, and they brought them together, mm-hmm. and they were talking about us being our fam, that they were all slaves, and that our family, were, all families were all slave owners. And I felt that I agreed. I was like, "You're right," and I feel that guilt, and I owned that guilt Dude, until I was like, "Wait, we, imagine going back and you being like, yo, just for the record, my family didn't get here till 18. <laughs> Those black people like, oh, you better shut your fuck. You know, they would have been pissed. <laughs> guys, objection. Guys, I'm going to be, I'm going to have to side with the black guys on this, man. I had nothing to do with this, man. <laughs> I'm gonna, guys, I'm going to head out and get an orange whip. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm out. Any, who wants to roll whip? Anybody? <laughs> orange whip, orange whip, orange whip, three orange whips. <laughs> uh, uh, fucking, that would have fucking, that oh would have fucking, God. I remember one kid in that class going, I wish you guys would just get over it. <laughs> and they fucking shut up. I just wish, and the best part is my buddy Miles Mosley. 
because his name is Miles Mosley, they thought he was black when they enrolled him. And oh my god! So he's white. He's the whitest guy you could ever fucking imagine. It's a dope name. He looks like he looks like Larry Bird. And, okay. Uh, and but and and they they put him on the black floor. They put him in the black English class, and he sat in that one class. It was I think it was right after the Rodney King or the OJ, right after the Rodney King thing. And they brought the black English class and the white English class, and they put them together. And Miles is in the black English class, and his whole class was like fucking yelling at white people. And Miles is like, ah, at the end of the day, I got to see all these people again tomorrow. So Miles yeah. was like just sat quiet in the corner, like don't know what they're talking about. <sighs> Good for him. Miles Mosley's an interesting fucking guy. Yeah, that's a great name. He should have been playing like jazz, jazz, like in a jazz trio, trombone or something. He he is a uh, he's just a one of the second baseman in the Negro League. He looks he looks very like he's the whitest looking guy you could ever imagine. Yeah. And when I first moved in, I got off on the wrong floor at Sally Hall or at uh, I think we're in Devaney or something or. Don't I don't know. Oh, I love that you look at me like I know like where your freaking dorms were in college. I got off the elevator and his dorm, his room was right next to the right, and he was it was on the all black floor, mm-hmm. and his roommate was black, and he didn't know anyone. And he was nervous. He saw a white person. He's like, I'll never forget. He goes, Hey, you want to see a magic trick? No, he didn't. I swear to God, dude, that's amazing. And he brought me into his room. He showed me a magic trick, and I was like, You want to get high? And he was like, Yes, dude. He, you're like, Let's take this magic trick to the next level, man. <laughs> Let's get high. You show me more. So <laughs> we went down. We all got high. We all got drunk, and then we went to orientation together. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, that's how you do it. I've been friends with a guy ever since. Did you see David Blaine special? No, with the <sighs> celebrities, dude. Was it good? Yeah, bro. Really? Yeah. Do you believe in that stuff? Um, yes, I do. I'll tell you what. I am not the guy looking to debunk the magician. Yeah. No, I want to. I'm on board, hook, line, and sinker. I'm not the guy going. No, 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 no. Do it again. Let me see. Like I'm like, uh, that is a level of stupidity that can't help but rear its head. When you're like, when you're the guy going, no, no, I know that, I know it's, I know that you're not really magic per se, but I do believe in illusions and I do, I, I, I want to fucking be eluded. I want to, I want to. Uh, yeah, there's some things that I can't even see how it was an illusion. I'm just like, I just feel like the guy can control dimensions and, and if he doesn't, I'm just believing that he does because there's just some stuff that I was just like, I, 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 it's insane, insane. I hope we can discover time travel. That's the one thing I'm really obsessed oh, that'd with. Be tight. Like my wife said to me the other day, there's two types of people. There's people that like movies about time travel, and there's people that don't like movies about time travel. Mm-hmm. She goes, I don't, and you do. Like there's a new movie about this kid. I don't know if you saw the trailer. This kid who goes to his dad, and his dad says to him, there's something you need to know about our family. We can time travel. And so then he just keeps going back and trying to follow, fucking bang this one chick. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's it's a the, movie. Eh, it's a movie. I don't. This 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 might <laughs> in time. This might be a dream you had. It might that be you a left dream. on Benson's voicemail, bro. Let me see. It's it's a movie. Let's. I think it's in time. But so basically, if we're saying this time travel, we're saying that the past is still going on right now. Like I don't get it. Hold on. Hold you on. Know what I mean, please tell me I got the right. No, in times with Justin Timberlake. Fuck. Yeah, man. What's the fucking new movie about time travel? I don't think there is one. Oh, I'll just type in time travel movie and then hit news. Um, we should probably wrap this up. Time travel. I could just talk to you for fucking ever. I mean, yeah, man. We've That's been the one thing that minute. sucks. Time Traveler's Wife's one of my favorite movies ever. I heard it's a book, right? It's a book too. That's how good the movie was. They wrote a book about it. <laughs> <laughs> the most ignorant time guy in the world. Movie, 2013. That's a tweet, bro. About time. About time. Yep. Let me just read you the let me read you tell me tell me let's if see. this yeah, let's see if I'm interested. Okay. Um uh, I don't like it. Okay, here we go. 
At the age of 21, Tim Lake discovers he can travel in time. The night after an unsatisfactory New Year's Eve party, Tim's father tells him his son that the men in their family have always had the ability to travel through time. Tim can't change history, but he can change what happens and has happened in his own life. So he decides to make his world a better place by getting a girlfriend. Sadly, it turns out to not be as easy as you might think. Moving from Cornwall to London as a trained lawyer. Okay, he's losing me a little bit. But yeah, he basically wants to fall in love and find like the perfect chick so he travels in time. Have you ever seen the movie about time travel where they all go into this one bathroom and there's a portal to time in that bathroom? It's a British movie Mm-mm. and they keep coming out in like different fucking ages. Mm-mm. I love time traveling movies. Hot Tub Time Machine? I did, never saw it. Oh, I thought you were a huge time travel guy. <laughs> nah, I didn't see it, man. I, at the time, I was pitching a, sh- uh, I was pitching a, um, I was pitching a web series called uh, um, the Hot Tub Limo Roadshow. Mm-hmm. It was me and Segura in a limo, in a hot, hot tub, tub. Limo, hot tub limo, and just driving around L.A. And then we'd pull up and we'd be like at a stoplight and we'd be like, and then you'd be in the car. You just happen to be. I go, holy shit, it's Jay Larson, Jay, and you go. Hey! And then it would cut to you in the back of the hot tub mm-hmm. with us, mm-hmm. and we're all just driving around Hollywood with champagne. Like, hey, tight. so Jay, tell me what's going on. And you're like, nothing, man. Got a new movie out, you know? Like, and that was like the whole premise. Yeah, it was like a five minute interview show. They didn't pick this up. Uh, I had a lot of ideas that just. Yeah, it sounds like a great, <laughs> great idea, man. Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, between two ferns, probably the pitch didn't sound fucking great. It probably didn't. fucking god, that was good. Yeah, they're still doing them. I had, uh, but they've drink. lost a little luster because Zach's so famous. It's almost like you're just like, what are they going to do? Like you saw yeah. the Bieber one. Did you see the Bieber one? No, I haven't seen any of them. I'm going to check them out. Yeah, check them out. I, I get excited when I find something online. Like right now, I'm I'm obsessed with googling um, big wave surfing. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, dude, you, my buddy is the producer of like the Triple Crown in Hawaii. Really? Yeah, he produces the whole webcast. It's a webcast that's on TV other places, but... That's something I'm trying to change about myself, by the way. What? Is not overstate... I'm not saying that you did this, but I would overstate that. So I'd be like, yeah, I, like, I'll give you an example of what I, I do. Um, like, uh, oh, my buddy... I Oh, my buddy is a big surfer up in Northern California, Jason Rapoy Collins. He's a, one of my good friends. Yeah. I met Jason once. He is a really nice guy, <laughs> yeah. and me and him did get along really well, and we've been texting each other, but he's not my buddy. Like yeah. We're not best friends, but I would make it sound – I'd overstate it. Yeah, we always do that. I do it so fucking much that I had – that literally this last year, I've been trying to keep everything in the realistic. Real, yeah. Like I have – like you are my friend, and I will tell people you're my friend. Oh, he's my friend. What happened was, oh my god, I want to have this girl on my podcast. Leanne went to um, – Leanne went to CPK up on Ventura. And Doing she, it nice, huh? And Doing she it nice. goes in, and she's picking up an order. And uh, it's raining. She has a Travel Channel umbrella or something. Something mm-hmm. Travel Channel's written on something. And the girl at the front goes, uh, oh, I have a friend who's on Travel Channel. She's like, really? She's like, yeah, one of my good friends is a show on Travel Channel. And Leanne's like, really? What's the show? <laughs> and she's like, it's a uh, trip flip. And Leanne goes, Bert? She goes, yeah. She goes, that's my husband. And the girl freezes. Yeah. And she's like... He's not like he's not my friend. Like we're I know him. I just have we have friends in common. Like I know him. And Leanne's like it's okay. Like I I live with Bert. I know I, what it's like to overstate something yeah. just simply to to carry on con- to make a conversation more comfortable. Or, yeah, more, more interesting. Yeah. But then Leanne started going. Wait, like then this uh, now it looks her? like I fucked her. Yeah. And I'm like, and Leanne came back. She was like, do you know a girl? She's a young comic. And I was like, I don't know who you're talking about. But I go, you gotta understand. I do that too. Everyone does that. Comics do that. Sure. Like. 
I'll call Jeff Ross one of my good friends. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if I see Jeff, we'll hang out. And I've known Jeff for 15 years, but, like, I don't, like, call him on the reg. Like, yeah. I'm not like, hey, Jeff, what's going on? But if I see him, I catch up with him like an old friend. Sure. But I don't, like, you know. Yeah. But I love him, so I feel like he's my good friend. Todd Glass, good friend. But I just know him really well. Yeah. I, not even really well. You know, I don't know why yeah, I'm defending this. To, you don't have to prove anything Jesus to me. fucking Christ, I'm spiraling Jay. Oh, it's over, man. Well, if anyone can find the picture of me and Jay with our two asses sticking out in I've Miami. I've seen it. You've got to go on MySpace. You've got yeah, to look back a couple of years. That was back on MySpace days. You made me do that. I was like, what? You're like, you're doing it. I'm like, all right. This can't be good for our careers. <laughs> we don't have careers. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, well, congratulations, man. Thanks. I, for, man, this is awesome, man. I love sitting down and talking with you. I could do I could do this a lot. I mean, it's been enough. I mean, I'm kind of at my limit, but... Uh, We're at two hours. I feel like I should break it up, get a time machine, go back and post one last week. I didn't post a podcast last week. Am I fucking... Did you hear it? You must have heard it. I, you know what, people, I, at this point... The people that listen to the podcast are so cool. They're like, dude, I get it. You're busy. Oh, like, that's tight. But then they'll be like, hey, man, how about a BirdCast? And you're like, yeah, yeah, they're coming. And my yeah. numbers haven't dropped. But I'm definitely, like, I feel like I feel like I need to refocus. Yeah. I feel like I need someone to work on my show. I just, I just, I haven't really said anything, but, like, I just started working with um, Alan Bill. Yeah, so do we. And so, well, I, but I don't really do advertising, so it's kind of like, uh, it's, it looks, I just want to be associated with them. I yeah, like them. And, me too. And I, I believe that they're good fucking people. Yeah. I don't believe that if they start a podcast network, their goal is to somehow benefit behind my back and then me not know what the fuck the benefit is and then me find out one day. Like that, and there are a lot of people that, you know, that's why they start a podcast network. Sure. Oh, I'm going to make a fucking quick buck off some people that don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. So, but that's not them. And so I talked to Al. I was like, let's do it. And then this guy, Sent me an email, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm coming. I'm just really busy. Yeah. But I need to get some sort of – I'll do advertising if it means getting someone in to simply fucking post my podcast, upload them. Yeah, man. Fucking book guests. And then teach – and then someone that – I wouldn't mind someone that sat in the room that was like, hey, Bert, that's enough about you. What about Jay? <laughs> Dude, we talked about both of us in here, man. I know, but I shouldn't be talking about me as much as I do on my podcast. What do you mean? That's why people listen. It's a, it's. I would say, honestly, if we listened back, I'd say it was – Fifty five, forty five. Who's your? I'm fifty five. Yeah. yeah I mean, if you think you talked more, I don't. Yeah. Really, I didn't notice it. I just think it is what it is. I Who just did guys, a podcast the other day, and guess how much I talked? How much? Ten minutes. Really? I was pissed. Really? Who were you pissed? Who are you with? I'll tell you. Okay. How's uh? How's Crab Feast? It's great, man. Who you guys it's got great. coming up? We got um. We got a lot of people. Do you guys backlog out. those? We do when it comes to, like to the holidays. You know what yeah. I mean? We got a lot of different people coming. I don't know. I don't have my phone. My phone. How often do you but guys have Segura on? We've had Segura on, I think, three times now, two, three times. But uh, you know, it's every Tuesday we release every Tuesday, so we well, we never miss. How's is Ryan in town? Yeah, man, man, I'm in town most of December. I would love to get me, you, Ryan, and Tom in here and do a podcast. That'd be dope. Look at this. We got spaces everywhere. Yeah, have a fucking like do like a like a sun Saturday afternoon or something like an afternoon podcast, and that'd be fun. Just get fucking have a few. Beers, a couple of brewskis, yeah, a little bit of sickler, a little sickle cell. <laughs> yeah, man, that'd be tight. Let's do it. I'll send a text to everyone tonight. All right, cool. See if we can find a date. Um, uh-huh. you want you want to? I'm gonna propose, I'm gonna post this tonight. If anyone's still listening, yeah, I'm gonna be on Esquire Network December 5th. I got a show, Best Bars in America, that I'll be on. Really? I'm sorry you didn't get chosen for it, Bert, because you'd be perfect. Um, so that's coming out, and then uh, I just have regular shows. So I'm in looking town. forward to Esquire. 
Oh, me too, man. The Esquire Network, I'm actually really looking forward to. Because it's out, man. It's happening. I know, but, it's, but they don't have a lot of the original programming up right now. They're yeah. doing a lot of reruns, and, and, I, and I don't think they know. I, I apologize, Esquire. I'm sure I know people that work at your network, but I feel like they don't know. I think they need to put more of, and I, I'm sure there's a way to run the, a network that I don't know, but I want to see their original programming only. I do not want to see reruns right. of anything. Well, if you want to watch anything, White Collar Brawlers is dope. How I Rock It is dope. Uh, they've got a, they've got the Brew Dogs. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, then they have um, Knife Fight, which is dope, and Best Bars in America, man. It's a one-hour special, December 5th. Um, hopefully that gets Best picked up and that be dope. Yeah, man. We went to 11 bars and... Fuck. And... <sighs> Three cities in in five days. What cities? Milwaukee, San Francisco, and Chicago. Okay, oh, I couldn't help you. I've been to San Francisco. It's the only place I've really been to bars. Oh, dude, Milwaukee. I've, I've never been to Milwaukee. Oh. I've been to Milwaukee once, dude. It's Burke Kreischerville. Really? Oh my god. Yeah, you destroy. That'd be a fun fucking job. We did. Yeah. We did a show for travel called. Uh, I've I've always I do a drinking pilot once a fucking quarter. I'm sure. And uh and and um but it's I you know what is my problem is. I don't, I don't know. My problem is I just, I end up just fucking just getting blitzed. Yeah, I'm like, sure I, like, you do, and then, man. And then it's like none of my hosting fucking carries. Yeah, like I know. the only reason I'm a good host on other shows is because they're not about drinking. Yeah. Once drinking gets involved, like I had us do drink a uh, beer with an egg in it. Like and yeah, we like, did that. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, I mean, Sean like I swallowed it, but... a gallon of cum. Yeah. And but uh, I'm done. I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. <laughs> but yeah, that's gonna be great, man. When's that? Do you know when that's December fifth. December 5th? December 5th, it airs. It's a one-hour special, and then if it does well, they're going to pick it up to a series. So we'll see what happens. Well, uh, Esquire should... If anyone from Esquire is listening, please just pick up that show anyway. It sounds like a great fucking show, and I think that... Uh, I think the one thing that networks... That that I will... That I'm glad that Travel Channel does is they give young shows a lot of breathing room. Yeah. And they allow them to breathe and grow, and they and they go, you know what? This is what, this is what we're looking to make. This is how, and and this is it, and let's let's sit with it, and they build, and it's one of the greatest fucking, you know. Yeah. The only, only Esquire is exciting. I, I only wish you could be on travel with it. Yeah, because travel would fucking you'd be a great home there. Yeah, it'd be awesome. And then this Friday night, November twenty ninth, I'm at the Improv in Hollywood, headlining. If anybody's out there and wants nice, to come who's on over, the show? it's me, Sickler, Nick Thune, Rory Scovel, and Mark Zaratella. Ooh, I'm doing a show with Rory Scovel oh. New Year's Eve. Where? Um, San Francisco. Yeah, have you ever worked with Rory? No. Oh, I like him. I th- I, He's I like so him. funny, dude. I, I've never actually seen him do stand up. Um, but I've seen him. I've seen him in commercials, obviously. Have you seen Ground Floor yet? No, I haven't. He's dude. He's so funny. Rory is so funny. I, I've been listening to. Um, I've been watching Pete Holmes' show. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, I like Pete. I've I like that show yet. a lot. Yeah, I've yeah. seen. Every, I think I've seen just about every episode. Also, um, I love it. I've told him Pete's great, man. Yeah, I've texted him a couple times, telling him how how great the show yeah, is. Yeah, it is. Um, but I, no, I've only heard him on Todd Glass's podcast, Rory. That is. Yeah, and he made me laugh so hard. I was on a train going from like Brussels to fucking to. Amsterdam, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm in first class because I get anxiety about being on trains. Sometimes people rob them, and so I'm in first class. I overpaid for a ticket in first class. I have it all to myself, and I'm trying to be comfortable, but I'm having anxiety. I have a couple like beers that I got in the in the room, and I listen to him and Todd Glass do the um, story I just told you about uh, Red Fox. Yeah, they're doing it back and forth to each other, but they're doing it. They want to be the one to be Red Fox, and they're going. I'm laughing so fucking hard. Dude, he is really he's so good at improv, funny. dude. Yeah, dude, he's one of the funniest people I know, and he's yeah. he's 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 
he was just beating me up on social media the other day, like intentionally, you know? Yeah. Like I posted a photo on Instagram and he goes, hey guys, Jay's a hack, go to my Instagram. And they go to Rory's and he's copied my picture and posted it and be like, this is a picture I took two years ago, Jay Larson stole it from me. <laughs> he's crazy. Yeah, me, Rory, Doug Benson, Pete Holmes, uh, um, uh, Natasha Leggero and Moshe. Oh, that's a good show. Years, yeah. And then I'm in a casino in uh, um, Calusa Casino on the third. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna we'll end the podcast and then we'll we'll gossip as I walk you out to your car. Awesome. Thanks. Right. Thank Thank you. Thank you. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.